course, they got them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy bodies? When you hear the trippy music, you know it's 2 o'clock. And when it's 2 o'clock, it's time on MutinyRadio.fm for a show I love called There Are Some Who Call Me Tim. Yes, I am joined today on Some Call Me Tim by John C. Sherman. Hello. Comedian, producer, screen person. I saw you did some film. Yeah, I've done some film. Can you hear me? Yeah, hell yeah. All right. You're perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Today on this show, Some Call Me Tim, the reason it's called that is that I was obsessed with the Monty Python and the Holy Grail, Mm -hmm. which seems like a search for nothingness and silliness in uh, religion and the whatnot. So this show became a response to Islamophobia and to like religious craziness that's happening right now uh, in our nation. So I enjoy bringing on individuals every week to talk about what they believe in. Because whether they believe in religion or not, they seem to be good moral people. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, sh- sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, we create our own morality here. Uh, but but do, you know the question, do we need religion to be a moral person? I don't necessarily think that that's the case. So I usually open the show by asking people, do you believe in Jesus? You can, you can look at Sparkle Jesus in the corner while you answer the question, if you like. There's Sparkle well, Jesus looking over you. Shit, maybe now I do. <laughs> wow. Look at him. Everybody listening at home, he's got a he's got a sacred heart he's holding. He's glittering. He's beautiful. I feel like he's looking right into my soul. Mm. So did you have you were you a Jesus lover as a child or as an adult? Were you ever influenced? I mean a little bit. I'm a pastor's kid. <gasps> so, yeah. You're a pastor's kid? What yeah. denomination? This is very exciting. So it was uh PCA, American Presbyterian American Presbyterian. Church. I also come so from we Presbyterians. Went, we went through a couple other ones, and then he was uh, RCA. Okay. They went Dutch Reformed because uh, they wanted to be able to let ladies in. Oh, let ladies be pastors. Yes. Gotcha. And, then, and then they got cool about gay people eventually, so that's, right. that's nice. Sure. Thanks, yeah. Presbyterians. They got Yay. there eventually. Not the Presbyterians. The, right. The Reformed the the Dutch, Dutch side. people. Right. Well, they are very yeah. tolerant. Yeah, the Dutch. I guess. They are. <laughs> you can only yeah. offend a Dutch person by offending their tolerance. I yeah, think is the, you're not tolerant enough. You're not tolerant enough. You could enough. just be like racist against Dutch people. That's yeah, the thing. That's, that's, that's an existing well, prejudice. Well, that's the the thing from Goldmember or whatever. Yeah. Gold, he says, I hate the Dutch. I hate two things: people who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. And the Dutch. Yeah, I love the Dutch. The the best of the three Austin Powers films. Yeah, yeah. The most powerful. With uh, character. Well, Beyonce was in it too. So well, I mean, yeah, I won't fall sick. Okay, that. I love I love Beyonce. I I'm in love with Beyonce. Okay, fair I enough. haven't listened to a lot of her stuff. But oh I, no, I don't listen to her either. She's no. a fine ass. <laughs> look at that. Look at her dance. So for me, it absolutely is about a, 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 an objectification of her body. Absolutely, me too. As an object. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Love Beyonce. Yeah. Super hot. She's great. Yeah. She seems really cool. I heard she can sing too. That's I've cool. I've seen her sing. She's got a good voice. She can seems to be an athletic dancer. Very athletic dancer. Big thighs. Love it. Can we have this sound the whole time? 
Yeah, we do. It's the trippy music behind. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah, well, we oh, talk. Yeah. Because yeah. it's the trippy, weird music. <laughs> and it gets weird, too. It's the <laughs> rhythm and noise behind us that's just going to. Who is this playing? Uh, this is, uh, it's called Rhythm and Noise. Oh, my God. That was, you were not. Yeah. By, uh, and it's called Chasm's Accord is the okay. name of this uh, that... weird soundscape. It's, okay. I can dig it. Sweet. Okay. So, pastor's son. Yeah. So you you drank the Kool-Aid literally. Like you were drinking the blood of Christ. I drank a Kool-Aid that had cyanide in it and then I died. <laughs> and I'm a ghost. <laughs> and now you're yeah! No, yeah, I was down with it for a little while. And then I wasn't. When was the moment that you were like, this Jesus stuff is for I, is for suckers? I don't know. I was always a little bit of like a Spock. Like, that's not logical. What are you talking about? Oh, sure. And at first it was like, uh, it's so not logical that people don't believe in Jesus. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I used to have a thing when I was little because I was such a Jesus freak. Like, I was hardcore Jesus lover. I used to think when I'd watch TV, how are they not having Jesus Christ in their lives? Of course all of these problems are happening. Of course they're having discord in their families. How can they even live without mentioning the Savior? How can they even attribute anything to their life? And so I'm watching like fictional movies going, well, they're never talking about Jesus, so how do their lives have any meaning whatsoever? I know (laughs) what you're talking about. Yeah, there was like a song, Life with God is like a donut. You're a donut. You got a hole in the middle. You try to fill it with all this other stuff. Nothing's gonna, you're never gonna never feel gonna right. Filled. Which is a very wow. depressing idea. Well, but that's, it's so funny that that's a, that's a, a, a Christian like euphemism because when I, when I meditate, I actually think of the world, uh, myself as a donut, and I'm pouring all of my thought and energy into the blankness of the hole in the yeah. middle, and I think of nothing as I'm just pouring everything, and that's what gets me to be in a meditative state where I'm not thinking about anything, yeah. is by pouring into this like donut of myself, and then it kind of goes back around in this sort of... That's like very geometrically beautiful and serene. I will say that the donut stuff is not actually in in the Bible. It is a song I was taught as a child. Right, right. But it's the idea behind it. I mean, yeah. do you do you have? I still have some favorite songs. Uh, let's see if you yeah. knew this one. Don't build your house on a sandy land. Don't build it too near the shore. Well, it might be kind of nice, but you'll have to build it twice, so you have to build your house That's once more. more. You gotta build your house upon a rock. Make a good foundation yep. on a solid spot. Well, the storms may come and go, but the peace of God you will know. And you sing it in a round, so the I, people sing the yes. one part and you sing the, yay! Probably this one, yes. I love that song. Noah built an Arky Arky. Arky Arky. I mean, that one, I guess the lyrics didn't really catch on. Right. It's like the same way you had like the song to remember the names of the states. Right. Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, California, and then I lose track of it. Isn't that from the Animaniacs? Shit, is it? <laughs> they do a song with all I, the I had a hybrid elementary school slash my dad's church. Oh, so did you go to Christian school too? <gasps> uh, elementary school, and then I like worked very hard to get kicked out. Wow. And I got switched to public school. So you did Deliberately. six years with private I, Presbyterian school? Five, five years. Five years. Kindergarten fifth. through fifth grade. I didn't do kindergarten. Oh, you didn't do I kindergarten. I didn't do kindergarten. You didn't? You were just... No, there's no good story. There's no good story. 
They just no, put you into first grade. I did no. I did pre-K in New York, okay. where my dad had started a church in Greenwich Village. I was That's at cool. PS11. It's kind of I don't know. Uh, Public school 11. That was cool, and I loved my PK uh, teacher. And then I switched to kindergarten, and then we moved. And they, I just never started kindergarten, and I just oh. So it's a really unremarkable explanation yeah, well, there for that. You go. And then you just went to Christian school, and uh, and I learned that the Earth is six thousand years old. Right. I. Oh, that was a lot where. Of people don't know that. So the the thing there was the moment that I was like, started questioning Christianity, was in fifth grade, um, when we started learning about sort of heaven and hell and who's yeah. going to hell. Um, and they said that my grandma was going to help because she was a Catholic and Catholicism is a cult. There was a lot of weird shit about Catholicism that I got to. Like, yeah, how they persecuted, which is, yeah, fair enough. I'm like, but I don't get it that but, we're uh, still, we're all in the same realms of Christianity, yet some of them are going, I'm like, yeah. so are Lutherans going to hell? Because they're not Presbyterian? Like, it, it I couldn't wrap my brain around the concept that if people didn't believe exactly what we believed, then they were doomed forever. I can't imagine Garrison Keillor going to hell. <laughs> yeah, that was a <gasps> Poor Garrison Keillor, yeah. No, I mean, poor Garrison. You know, I'm, and I don't have that much love for Prairie Home Companion. No, I fucking but, hate it. Because <laughs> it's boring as fuck. I don't care I, about the uh, two, like, Wobegon. Fuck you and like yeah, Wobegon. That was like my, my coming of age was like, no, I'm not into Jesus, Dad, and Dad also not Prairie Home Companion. No, yeah, which please. they played all the time. Yeah, my parents were really into Prairie Home Companion. Wow, they liked Every... the, they liked his guy noir stories. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I think all too. of it. Yeah, I dug the ketchup commercials. Sure. That's like yeah, that's a sketch. I liked the that's thing where thing. the guy did his. Uh, Oh no! It was a different show. Wait, wait! Don't tell me. Okay. Where that when you win, they the guy's voice is on your answering machine. That was like the best prize ever is to have the host guy do your answering machine. He's got a really. great voice. Yeah. He sounds like Bob Saget. I love Bob Saget. Yeah. So. It's really yeah, non sequitur. I, I know. I, I just I love Bob Saget. I think he's so funny, and it's so ironic that he was such a dirty comedian that then became yeah. like the dad, and then the America's Home Video guy, and it's like. Like, he just seems like a dirty comedian just looking at his face like, Jesus Christ, what's in your head? Yeah, he likes to fuck bitches. Well, all comedians do. Well, not... We know an ace or two out there. Did you hear about the Louis C.K. rumors? Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Like, who hasn't locked somebody in their room and masturbated? That's what I was going to say. I'm like, dude... I, come on, they're comedians. I, of it's weird. It's, I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, let's go there. Yeah. Uh, but he invited two strangers up to his hotel room. Yeah. If a famous person did that, I would assume they were going to masturbate in front of me. I exactly. And Not thank you to, for bringing no that up. No victim blaming. No, no, no. But I completely agree with what you're saying, and, and I've said the same thing about Kobe. If Kobe Bryant uh, takes you up to his hotel room, he's not there for your scintillating conversation. He's like, there who for the, that, that sweet white pose. Exactly. Like, like, so that's the whole thing. With if Bill Cosby ever invited me everywhere, anywhere, I'd be like, Oh boy. I know, but I know exactly what's going to happen. Why? Because he's a famous person. Why does he want to talk to me? What is he interested in? Yeah. The old I'm such a six. I've been in six years in comedy, and you really want to talk to me? No, you just want to fuck my mouth. I get it. While I'm sleeping, I, you uh, yeah. you know this, but. 
with famous people like that. It would be the same thing as if I was in a room with Bill Clinton and he brings out a cigar and be like, you're the fucking president. You were an ex-president. I mean, Whatever. I, I'm yeah. down. Like, like you don't know. I would I would mm. suck Bill Clinton's dick if that. Sure, I, I was in a, I'm not even attracted to him. Just like, I wouldn't want to not have that experience. Th- fair enough. Yeah, makes sense. Louis, all right. No, here's the weird thing. All right, yeah, no, yeah. This is the thing I wanted to say. Yeah. Uh, the unnamed source said that Mr. CK said to them, hey, do you want me to get my dick out and jerk off? And they said he said it jokingly. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, sure. They responded jokingly. And then he whipped his dick out. Now, you're not allowed to do that. And you're not allowed to lock people in the room. Right. It's not allowed. Right. It's... I don't know. Well, okay. Like you said earlier, if a famous person invites you in, what else are they after? Now, I think... Your friendship? Your friendship, exactly. I... I think that I think that Bill Cosby should not be should not have been tried for rape. If we're really worried about it, I think he should be tried for prostitution because he paid these women. He, he put he put two women through college. They had sex with him all the time. With, oh, but I was on drug for four years. If you're going to try him for anything, it's prostitution. People went into that willingly, and he paid them money. Now, if he was not paying people money and he was drugging them without their knowledge yeah. and then raping them, that's one thing. Because I don't know that every report is saying that he gave them money. Because he yeah. may, you know, he may have had uh, consensual, unconscious sex with some people and then <laughs> paid them off to keep quiet about. And that's like cool, you know. I mean, if somebody I wanted, say that's to, cool. That's like, not no. Cool. It's Zach like Wiseman allowed. joining us. Zach Wiseman here. Zach. Zach like, Wiseman, you know John Wait, C. No, 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 you yeah. know. Uh, I don't, the middle initial is not a thing. Oh, you put it on the Facebook, so there it is. That's what John Sherman. I probably should take that off. Yeah. <laughs> it just differentiates you from the other 20 John Shermans out there. You, you might have just said the that wrong because paying, paying people off implies that you did something that they weren't cool with. Right. No, something that no. would be embarrassing. <laughs> no, I think he did do something that nobody should be cool with based on what a lot of people said. But you could pay somebody off for just something you wanted to be private about too. Not no, saying pay, Bill Cosby. Look, paying off, paying off happens in post. You can agree yeah. to pay somebody for something, but paying people off—that's well, uh, so paying before is fine because yeah. you're in a you're in it's a consensual. consensual. Yeah, yeah money is exchanged right. is consensual, and that's when he should be tried for prostitution. Well, if, if uh, we're really going to be okay, okay, okay. Will, you know, if if he consensually agreed to drug and finger bang them. To, to finger blast them consensually whilst unconscious, which is totally fine if both parties consent. Yep. And then insane. they were like, hey, what if I tell some people? The, he, or he just then, paid yeah, them yeah. off anyway. So, yeah, yeah. I oh, want to keep things you. chill between us because we're not yeah. fucking anymore. Yeah, they were leveraging that. Yeah, I get you. Okay. Well, here's or, the thing. or he was being preemptive. Nobody likes to be finger banged, so I'd rather be unconscious when you do. That is do you not know? <laughs> true. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's fine. A, if you know what you're doing, it's fine. It's actually well, a great way to, all right, to all get right. off. I bet my nails are nice and sharp. on the woman and involve the finger. Absolutely. I don't even, but see, for me, I don't like people going down on me because I just don't like it. You're different. No, my it's not because my pussy's gross. It's because I have such a weird. I have I have no herpes anywhere yeah. near my vag at all, and I'm just so freaked out about mouth stains well, near my I, good I, girly parts. I you know, will like, say, you know, see Everett Coop, the former <laughs> Surgeon General who looks like a Civil War general. Yes. He said, you know, just cut up a condom. 
Dental dams. Dental dams. Dental dams. Dental dams. Dental dams. Give them away. Give them away. I I actually did get to give away dental dams at one gay pride in. It was I was doing um, community service for my DUI, and so I worked for Planned Parenthood at Gay Pride, and I gave out dental dams and condoms. And so I'm in the middle of this street singing dental dams from Planned Parenthood. Come get them, ladies. Dental plant. Come get them. Go down on the. And I'm singing in the street, passing people like free dental dams. That's amazing. Like. Because I guess they're like expensive things, and they cost like a dollar a piece or something. That, well, condoms are like a. a condoms are free. Condoms should be free. Yeah. No one wants to use condoms anyways. They should be free. Where are you? You should give a- people money with a condom. You should give people a condom with a dollar attached to it and I, be like, "Use this. I'm paying you to use this." I have not gotten a free condom since high school. Have you been what? to the Eagle? Oh, the Eagle has tons of free condoms. Yeah, you okay. fucking moron. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the Eagle. I guess I'm Wednesday night. I, yeah. Every time I have urinated at the Eagle, I use the outside trough. Oh, that's nice. I asked the, a guy who worked there, like, where, where, where's the bathroom? And he said, do you want a closed door piss? And I said, what? He said, well, there's a trough outside. Oh, that's, it's just right that's o- over perfect. there outside. Well, up behind the stage is another trough that has a mirror that's right next to your dick so you can look at other people's dicks while they're peeing. I mean, I want to look at my own dick while well, I you can do that with their one. And also other dicks next to it to compare. Absolutely. You can look that way and like see that. on the trough. So... I bring up the eagle, and I'm glad that um, oh, yeah, yeah. he's acted, too, because they have an open mic. Nope, tonight's not an open mic. Tonight is their showcase. Oh, my God. From 6 to 8. So everybody go to that. Usually they have free hot dogs. Uh, and Or tonight I'm hosting Brainwash, so oh. you should come on down to Brainwash. Well, yeah, what time is that? Sign-ups at 6, uh, 6.30 to 9 show. But if you say you're coming, I'll put you on the list. Okay. okay. Maybe. I might be able to make I'm it. Coming. He's coming. Well, we'll, free sign up. we'll free sign up, Zach. He'll be fine. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. Back to John Sherman. Ooh, cool tattoo. Is it like a tree of life? It is not. It is a tree of Gondor. It's a nerdy Lord of the Rings thing. Of Gondor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's where the king returned to. Sure, 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 sure. That's nice. You're so you're so you believe in uh, in, uh, in L- uh, uh, J.R. Tolkien. L- L- what uh, what is it? Eluvatar, oh, the god. god of Lord of the Rings. You speak, you speak the language too. You speak yeah, the elven. I speak Quin, Quinya. Yeah, I do. Wow. Yeah. Very nice. I'm a nerd. Is that is that your dorkiest thing? Is the Lord of the Rings that love or do you physically attached to my body? Sure. I have yes. I have a tattoo from from um, lesser known fantasy novels. Oh. Let's see if you know what it's from. Let's see. Uh, I do not. It's uh, Robert Jordan wrote the oh, Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time. Okay, I've heard of it. So that is the Aesodai symbol, the ancient symbol of Aesodai. Aesodai. How much of that did you read? There's like all of it. I read 20, the. Whole, I've read. There's twenty or fourteen something? books total. Okay. Um, the series was finally finished. Unfortunately, he died, and Brandon Sanderson had to finish books twelve, thirteen, and fourteen. How do they hold up? They are actually. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't roll over your grade, Robert. Oh my Jordan. god. They're better. He's. Um, Whoa. Brandon Sanderson used the same. Uh, the the plot was already like set out in um, in Robert Jordan's world but the rest of it just wasn't finished the story part and the thing that Brandon Sanderson brought to the table was really great dialogue so in the first bunches of the books there's a lot of scene and set there's a lot of setting it's like do we really have to talk about the rolling hills for two pages this tree was so fucking big this right tree. there's a lot of that in Tolkien exactly too. so like, uh yeah. 
How Robert, many times can you read the word Fortnite before it's a problem? Exactly. So Robert Jordan had more of a setting uh, and, a, and a world scope. And then in the last ones, when he was dead and Brandon Sanderson took over, he got more into like scene, 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 scene. So the characters were all set up and there were tons of them. And then they're all just sort of like talking in different places. But since we already knew what those places were because they were set up in all the other books, he didn't have to say them again. He just went on with the story so I really like the last three novels really move and they're all about a thousand pages long so it's you know yeah. uh, 14,000 page books yeah pretty so much so it's like an assignment yeah but I've I've read the entire thing through uh, I've read the whole thing through five times whoa because, daddy right because I read it the first time I read it like when it was books one through seven and you started when you were a kid or no I didn't or a younger person college I started okay, in, yeah. I think like I, he started the books in 91 and I didn't start reading them till like 95, 96. Okay. So I was kind of with him for a while that I caught up. I read all the back ones and I caught up and I was reading the new ones. I got to meet him twice. He signed some of my nice. books. Um, I showed him my tattoo and he laughed. And um, he <laughs> laughed did. uncomfortably. He laughed at me. Out. Yeah, I, I was like, "Look, I got a tattoo." And I'm, he's like, "Good for you." Uh, it's like, he wouldn't sign my paperback though. He's like, "I only signed hardcovers." Wow. Um, but then he then he died, and Brandon Sanders took over, and and I've just I read it through so many times that when I got up to book twelve, I was like, "Well, I should just start over and read it again." So I read it all the way through to get up to sure. book twelve, and then kept going. So I've read. It, it influenced my life a lot, which is like why you, similarly with you, you got a tattoo, yeah. similar with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there we go. I follow. Yeah. But you're like, I couldn't get into J.R.R. Tolkien because I just couldn't do pages of Elvish and then the, all the different language. I'm like, ugh, fuck, yeah. talk about that. I mean, most of that is like uh, appendices. It's just like, hey, if you want to look up this thing. We have an encyclopedia that you can also read, but this part's just a book. Right. I like The Hobbit. The that, Hobbit that is... It moves fast. It's written for, for children. children. yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not. <laughs> right. Yeah. Fair enough. And the other uh, stuff. Then you get into the real stuff. Oh, it gets pretty crazy. So do you, like, believe in magic? No. No. I, you you I don't specifically in... think it's fantasy? You're like... Yeah, I don't think it's real. It's not real at all? No. Jesus isn't not, real. But, fantasy no. isn't real. No. What's real? Uh, that has meaning. Uh, I mean, I don't know. If you want, if something means, I mean, I mean like language. like uh, Language. Right? It literally means something to the person who, but nothing objectively means anything. It's just kind of a, I don't know. I don't know that there's like meaning in something that's inherent to things. Do you, do you believe in an afterlife or? No. So Dead we're or. just, we're just matter and energy yeah. and then we die and then it's gone well I think consciousness is tied to the brain so if your brain's not where it's like the operating system doesn't go anywhere after the computer turns off so can we download our memories and then put them into AI yes maybe yeah. <laughs> I would say maybe yeah I, I don't know just not right it now. might have to but be yes. like an artificial brain that's maybe more similar to ours no physically. I mean they get, they get closer to it all the time there was this uh, app that somebody made they, they were working on chatbots right and then uh, one of the people that was working on the chatbot, uh, they died, and they were like best friends. So they took all the emails that they had ever, every conversation they had in text, right? Okay. And they put it in code in the in the thing, and uh, now they talk to it uh, like they're it's, it's their friend, their dead friend. Dead. It responds like it's their dead friend. That is so sweet. 
No, it's fucking creepy as shit. That's so sweet. He responds to the so, so but yeah, yeah, he's they, not part of that. That's just everything he. It's the language he wrote down. It's yeah, the, yeah. It's, he responds in kind. But the compilation the question of the language, is, you know, so the so consciousness. The, but so the compilation of our language is what determines our our consciousness. No, no, no I don't no, know no. about that. I think it, consciousness is in the brain. But if the brain makes words and then we put them out mm-hmm. and then those are saved, yeah. that's not. It's still uh, like a pa- it's still it's like, like a, a pattern. Life of a mem- it's a but, pattern, yeah. right? Like we all speak in like a certain mannerism, yeah. blah blah blah, and uh, they're at a point where they can basically emulate how you talk. Yeah, you know, but and you- that's that's they get closer and closer every day to just being able to present a like Turing test passable fucking yeah. robot. But you wow. could you could have uh, a personality. You could have language. You could have memories, like a computer does. Without necessarily being conscious, and it's not something you can very having the movie in your head of right. all the things you're seeing and all that. And that's it's not something really you can tell. The spark of the con because we're inside ourselves thinking those thoughts, and that's why they. No, still, we're yeah. fucking robots for dolphins. Oh yeah, we're meat robots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dolphins built us to build them a, a plastic island in the ocean. Whoa. Yeah. Are they into that? They like plastic islands. The- I don't know fucking dolphins, man. <laughs> You don't know fucking dolphins? No, I don't I don't know what why dolphins do things, he doesn't but they know, do them objectively. Comma, fucking dolphins. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Pam. All right, that's like what I say on Jeopardy. So, did this was uh, an indigenous leader of the Aztecs. Who how did they how did they do this ritual? I don't know, fucking dolphins. <laughs> I don't know, fucking dolphins. <laughs> fucking, what do you want to do today? I don't know, fuck some dolphins. Well, and I mean, dolphins do, there are people in um, Florida who want to marry dolphins and who claim that they actually have relationships with dolphins out well, in the ocean. They have sex with dolphins. I don't they know how big. swim the, with the dolphins. I don't know how big the blowhole is. <laughs> blowhole snuff porn, that's sad. I No, they can hold their breath underwater for oh, that's, a long time. That's true too. How long it takes you to come uh, might be less than the amount of why time it you, takes them to hold their breath. Why would you want to come in their blowhole though? That's the thing. Is because that's that, the why. That's what's different. Yay. No, I, but I couldn't. Like, if I wanted to fuck Zach right now in the nose, I don't think it would work. Yeah, because that would be consensual, and I fucking sue you, Cosby. <laughs> that's not why though. <laughs> I, you just oh because it's a weird thing to do. No, it wouldn't, wouldn't fit. But, My but, cock right. wouldn't fit in his nose hole. But wouldn't your cock fit in in a in a dolphin vagina? I think that dolphin dicks are bigger than human dicks. Therefore, a dolphin yeah. vagina would fit a human dick very well. And what yeah. they're saying though is that they're not raping these dolphins. They're having consensual relationships with dolphins. Well, in, dolphins are not having consensual relationships with each other. Dolphins are raping each other. Right, that's true too. That's they, dolphins try to. So that's rape actually very sometimes. sweet. Beast with dolphins very sweet compared to dolphins raping each other wow we're getting into it here on some call me tim yeah these these uh these dolphins are just happy that these guys aren't raping them they they're, should go you know to I mean? jail like, these cosby dolphins <laughs> well i mean could you they paid them off you just kill a dolphin you wouldn't jail them <clears throat> i don't and not I, I, I don't i guess j- dolphin jail is like sea world Yep. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you can really jail. do anything to a dolphin. You Get could... some work out of these fucking dolphins. Get those tourist dollars. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Or or strap strap um, laser sights to them and have them go kill sharks. Have them uh, swim for mines. Or you could just swim fuck for them. mines. Or you could just fuck them. I don't know. They're not people. They don't have rights. <laughs> yeah. Well, either do people at this point. That's true. Yeah. Uh, really getting into it. Uh, he's, he's looking for a... That, that one works. Oh, yeah. He's looking to plug it in something. Yeah, he'll be fine. 
Uh, so no afterlife. We all just yeah. die, and that's dead it. Over. Dead Lights over. Dead over. But your your dad, the Christian guy, still believes in heaven, right? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to pr- convince him. Right. But and yes, and I don't think he thinks I'm going to hell. I think it's a little. I don't know, well, but he's lying to himself. You're going to hell. But yeah. but you did. I mean, as a Presbyterian, I did it too in second grade. I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And so, it, doesn't it go forever if you do it once? Do you have yeah. to keep doing it? Like, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't do drugs when I was a kid. Well, um, and, like <laughs> Judas goes to hell, right? Does he? Judas is a uh, like thirty what? pieces of silver he sold him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't, the, you the can sin as much as you want, but you have to repent. You have to accept mm. the salvation. Which I do not. Yeah, accept right. my salvation, baby. Mm. Ooh, that's what I say to the dolphins. <laughs> well, so you, you don't. What's the purpose of us being here? Then? None. Yeah, I don't. Now, purpose. Like, what does that question mean? Well, in that. Wait, did somebody decide for us to be here? I don't. Well, think. No, so there's no. Well, no, you. So you. You don't think that there's an, an almighty God who went no. like, I have a purpose for your life, and you exist because I said you. And I to also do don't think of the universe and, and in like a personified way like that. Right, like the universe helped me do no. this, or I'm gonna thank the universe. So we're, it's and everything I also is random. Yeah, I also don't think that. No, I don't think. I also don't think that like energy is something other than like literally like conservation of energy and matter. There's not like good energies and bad, bad energies and stuff. So it's all stuff. Um, but I don't think it's random. I think it fits together. Uh, there's laws of physics. Things behave a certain way. Uh, there are rules to how it happens. Um, but I don't think it's random. So or you don't unpredict- unpredictable, maybe. But not that's not the same thing as random. You don't believe in miracles. That's no. just that's just a confluence of events that people ascribed meaning yeah. to after it happened. You ignore the things that don't confirm the hypothesis and things that seem strange. You assume there's some agency behind because so, we've evolved to look for agency. So things. Moses leads the Israelites over the Red Sea that parts for him, and then it closes down on all the Egyptians. That's a it's just a complete story. I would say that I do not think that that happened. It's just allegorical that God can kill all your enemies in one fell swoop if he wants to. I I mean, I don't think there's really archaeological evidence that uh, the Jews are even enslaved by the Egyptians. Really? Yeah, that's one of the things I'll say. I'll say, like, Jesus was probably a real person, I guess. I've eventually, like, fine... But, he was a carpenter guy who had some nice things to say about well, no. he really loved prostitutes no, and tax Not doctors. really, not really. We don't really know if she was a prostitute based on the language used. Really? Uh, but uh, She's a slut. But <laughs> yeah, she's some fucking bitch. Uh, <laughs> that the, a hooker. Some hua. She was just a hua. Jesus, Like we're all massaging She did, year. but she did wash. That's the thing. I have theories about the Bible. I mean, that's would, hot, but all right. Well, she washed his feet and then dried him with her hair. Now, I think that every time in the Bible they mention washing of the feet or laying by the feet, it's a euphemism for sex. I don't. Why? Well, because, they have words for sex, though, in the Bible. Right, but it's, so when Ruth laid at the feet of Boaz for three nights while he was well, drinking and gleaning, yeah. that's different language. gleaning it in was the also, field. But also, the, that's a book that was written in a different language. Right. Well, they all were. I mean, it was originally Aramaic, right? Well, no, I mean, they were written in different languages from each other. Oh. So, I mean, I think the Gospels are all in Greek, pretty much. Um... And those other ones would be in Hebrew. Um, so you don't think there's any connection between the washing of the feet from the New Testament to the no, washing of the feet? I mean, laying at his feet seems pretty clear. Like, sleeping with is a euphemism for fucking. But no, washing feet was like an actual cultural thing that has a uh, 
Yeah, Muslims still do the like, washing of feet, right? Uh, washing other people's feet is like something that slaves wouldn't do. Slave slaves would do. So it's a symbolic thing of like humbling yourself before. Not right. that anything had happened, but I think that's the like context. But we don't really know too much about what happened in Jesus's life, except that he was alive. There was like a couple people who we specifically have verified historical accounts that he met, and we know that he was executed. Right. But we don't really know, like, if he told people he was the son of God or any of that stuff. Right. I know. We I definitely know. don't know we if he just performed any miracles. Yeah. Well, I know. Now, the, some people oh, say... Shit. We so, should follow up on this. <laughs> I'm not telling. Some people say that Jesus, because he disappeared... So when you t- when they talk about him in the New Testament, there's, yeah. there's reference of him being born. Then he does the money-changing thing where he hates money and he throws yeah. over the money-changing thing in the temple. Then we hear nothing about him until he's 33rd year where he does all his ministry. Now, some say that he actually went into a Buddhist monastery far away, like in the east. This mm-hmm. seems like and, a conspiracy theory. Right, it could be. But that he went away for years and he learned Buddhist practitionism mm-hmm. from people over there and then came back. And a lot of it makes sense too because in that time, especially when they talk about the anointing of priests and, and that they were using so 4,000 years ago, the uh, Chinese wrote a book about medicine and they talk about cannabis a lot in it. Mm-hmm. So during Jesus' time, cannabis was around, and they would anoint priests. And when they anointed them, they'd put them in this big vat of oil that had all these drugs in it. You know, like incense yeah. and myrrh and fucking cannabis. I get the idea. And so... Wait, myrrh fucks they, you up? Well, all of it. Like, they were doing weird baths okay, yeah. of stuff, and that's why people would see God, and they'd be like, now nah, I'm a priest, blah, blah, blah. Well, you've got a lot of other... Re- like, you know, the Oracle at Delphi is a cave where you're oxygen-deprived. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, Native Americans, you go, you fast until you... Sure, or you're in a smoke room, yeah, and then you yeah, yeah. almost pass out, and you see God, and he gives you visions. Kind of stuff, yeah. yeah. Do whippets. Do Just whippets, see visions. Per- yeah. Fuck with your perspective. But so when if Jesus went to the Buddhists to learn stuff and came back, when he could have been curing leprosy and all that, he and that he anointed people with oils. Maybe he was just using cannabis to like yeah. clear up skin conditions. But I think that... Yeah. At he that, was just a good yeah. dermatologist. He <laughs> yeah, was a great dermatologist. Zits, great yeah. dermatologist working with cannabis. I don't think those two cultures were connected at all in that point in history, though. No, no, that's wrong. <laughs> we Three Kings of Orientar refer- refers to the Orient. We Oriental. Yeah, Kings of Orientar. Orient, direction. Orient, Oriental. It's the same thing. Asian. We traveled afar. Dude, Orient. Field and fountain, more and mountain, following yonder Oriental, star. yeah, it's Oriental. Oh, oh. Referring to Asia. Star we three kings of Orient are Asian uh, people. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Do, I, I know what you mean. I mean, it's, it's, it's like pre-Silk Road, though, and everything. Well, but also no. Orient. The language, the language, the word Orient refers to Oriental, referring to Asia. That, I yeah. mean, that's pretty fucking straightforward. So they visited him as but, a baby, and they gave him gifts, and maybe they took him away in his yeah. younger formative years and took him back to the He's Orient. the Dalai Lama. He's mm-hmm. the Dalai Lama. Whoa! Oh, daddy. Whoa! Wouldn't that be interesting if Jesus was the Dalai Lama? <gasps> is is the current Dalai Lama a reincarnation Jesus? of Jesus? Well, if it would, he would be. If No, if, no, no, that's not. The, uh, Jesus. Is he the Avatar? I, is he it, the last airbender? Yeah, I think so. But isn't... Isn't the Dalai Lama the same guy reincarnated yeah, over yeah. and over? Yeah. So Jesus, so, so Jesus would. Uh, if Jesus was the Dalai, Dalai Lama. Wouldn't be the incarnation of Jesus. Jesus would be a single incarnation of the Dalai, Dalai Lama. Lama. Exactly. Or, or the Last Airbender. Or the Last Airbender. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, equally. Sure. Yeah, equally. Valid no. possibility. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, do you believe in dragons? Uh, like uh, bearded dragons, Komodo okay, dragons. Got it. 
Flying Dragon, St. George and the Dragon, Dragon Mythology. I, I know these stories. I'm into the stories. I do not think that they are... M- more existed. What's the, what's the one that lives in the big thing of gold? Smaug. S- smog. 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 Yeah, so... A dragon, dragons in our mythology, deep in our mythology, but no yeah. dragons, no dragons. I don't think so. so no, don't think- I don't think. I mean, it's like hybridizing different animals. Like a griffin is part lion, oh, part bird. Okay. I think this, the better explanation is that we made it up. Okay. We make things up. We make things up. I think that the I think the T Rex bones were put back together wrong, and the T Rex didn't actually walk on two legs. He had big beefy wings, and you take those tiny faggy arms and you move them back and you make them little legs. So he was actually a dragon. So and it was this, the hubris of said, man. Okay, do you believe in Pam dragons? thinks T Rexes have faggy arms? <laughs> no, they have everybody faggy legs. thinks that they have faggy arms in front, but if you move them back, they're just bird legs, just like every other pair of legs. Okay. But we give them these big, huge, beefy legs and these tiny little arms. We're like, wah, wah, wah. It makes no sense if you look at it. You just flip that hip cap upside down. Well, yeah, but they evolve from the same sources as birds. They're not right, using their arms. They need that's their legs you, to move. They that's need what their I'm teeth saying. to bite. Yeah. What I'm saying is they revolve from birds because those legs were actually big, beefy arms. Mm-hmm. I, and those little, just move them back. I mean, they, they did have flying dinosaurs, uh, right? Yeah, flying dinosaurs. But you need your legs to walk. If you have tiny not little legs. Not if you're a dinosaur. Bird. Look at a goddamn not pigeon. A, yeah, pigeons have tiny little legs. Look at a, look yeah. at a robin. It has but little tiny legs. The skeletons don't have wings. Well, but this does. Those le- if you flip it upside down, if you take imagine, Are you dumb? imagine imagine a T Rex in your mind, from his head to his tail has an articulated spine, but in the middle there's that weird hip cap to make him have those legs and kind of hunch him over. But he doesn't have a breastbone. So if you take that hip cap and flip it upside down, it actually becomes a breastbone, and then those legs get flipped upside down in there. Big beefy wings. So move his arms back. Mm-hmm. He's a bird. Instead of and having big, uh, big there legs. There is scientific and controversy about this. There is. There, well, no one believes me. That's the controversy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only. Con- there is no science. I've looked it up on the internet. I'm the first person to think I've this. I looked that up too. This, oh, you looked it up too. Huh? Wait, did you look it up after I told you or yeah, before? Yeah, yeah. Okay, sweet. See, I'm the one who made it up. Yeah. Well, I didn't make it up. It's real. Why would there be dragons in our mythology if in there were no dragons? Because people like uh, scaly flying things. Globally, scaly flying things. Well, vampires too. I don't think are real. Are they? Are they you present in think... all mythologies across the globe? Not literally every mythology, but neither are dragons. If you want to get really specific about how you define them, but also we have dragon-like creatures. We do have dragon-like. We creatures. have scaled things. Uh, some of them are bigger. Some of them are smaller. Like flying dinosaurs. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like maybe a dragon? Yeah. <laughs> Trogdor, the Burdenator. <laughs> you know, so you know Strongbed, too. I do. I, I grew up when the internet oh, came out. Oh, I'm so excited that yeah. you know A lot of people don't know what Strongbed is, and that makes me sad. Strongbed. I love Strongbed. Strong, yeah. sad. I love all of them. I find I, that very clean and very funny. Uh, if did, you have kids out there, let them watch Strongbed. Did you uh, see, it's on the YouTubes. The uh, cover of uh, Daft Punk's Random Access Memories, where the whole thing is dubbed over with uh, Come On Fahowagads, the Strong Bad song. No, that's very It funny. is called uh, Ran- Random Access Fahowagads. Wow. There is like a mix for every single song. Because that was the game you got to play where you could play with the own music. You remember that little game yeah. and you could switch it and you could make it go or whatever you wanted it to do. That was fun. I've Everybody spent... to the limit. <laughs> I used to watch that so much. Um, my favorite one was um, 
animal. If if you were going to be a made-up animal, what kind of made-up animal would you be? Well, stupid. <laughs> and he goes through all the different things. And I'd be a fangly fish with a back door, a back patio for dancing. But if I, <laughs> how could I also be dancing if I'm also the fangly fish? Anyways, it's just silly That's ridiculousness. That's a good point, though. Yeah. How can I be dancing if I'm also, also the fangly fish? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Those guys are brilliant, though. I think so. I don't, uh, know. I don't know what they're up to. What's the... If if there is... We can't define purpose. I mean, I... Can, what is the point of you being on the planet? What do you feel that your, your own personal reason for being here is? Is there no reason and you're just floundering about? Or have you created no, a purpose for I yourself? I mean, I haven't like created like a mission statement, but I have things I'm interested <laughs> in doing and things I like doing, things I dislike. Things like, yeah, I'll try to get this done before. Yes. So, like, try to do the comedy. Get good at that. Try to have a good time. Try to maybe, yeah. Gonna try and have six, 600 kids or whatever, you know. Yeah, right. Well, uh, what, I don't know, though. What's the purpose of doing comedy? What is it, if, if there is... For no you, yeah. Real, what, what do you uh, get out of comedy? Developing a craft, getting laughs. And you get laughs? Sometimes you've seen me get a laugh. I can't say that I remember that. I've seen him okay. get laughs. Come on. I've gotten laughs. I don't remember. I'm not saying he hasn't. <laughs> he doesn't. I'm just it's, saying it's, I don't recall that. It, and in all fairness, what does Zach? How much do you recall? How is your memory? You have uh, it's memory? pretty solid, actually. Pretty solid better, memory? better than you would think. <laughs> I feel like I'm ready for Zach to surprise me. In general, I guess if he says some random shit like that, I'm like, yeah, it's probably true. John, John, did you go to college? Yeah. Where'd you go? Uh, SF State. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right on. An undergraduate degree in literature, film, film. And with a minor in drama. So I like oh, made a thesis film, and I was in a bunch of plays, and I directed some plays, and that kind of thing. What what um what, what year did you graduate? Uh, twenty fifteen. Oh my God! So you might have been there when I was the dramaturg of Vinegar Tom. I do know, I know that poster from the Players Club room. Right, uh, that's so funny, for yeah. uh, Vinegar Tom. It's uh, Carol Churchill, right? Yeah, uh-huh, wow. uh, yeah. and that's so funny because I was I was doing my master's degree at the same time you were in undergrad there, so. What did you, uh, I, playwriting, or? No, I actually, I have a master's in fiction and an MFA in poetry, but when you okay. do an MFA, you have to have a correlative, and All so right. I had my correlative in theater, and I almost stayed on, because I only needed eight more units to get a second master's in theater mm -hmm. but the guy pulled me aside and he's like do you really need another master's degree Pam get out of here what the fuck you know like he's like you want to hide in school he's like you want to hide in school for the rest of your life I'm like it's only one more year he's like let me hide yeah he was like you really he's like a, a third master's is not going to do anything for you yeah and getting caught in academia a lot of people do that and then they just kind of they're idiots for their whole lives they just they don't know stay how to in it works. but so I I was to get my correlative I had to take a lot of uh, theater classes and I one of them was a uh, independent study and I got chosen as the dramaturg for nice. Tom and that was really fun because I got to it was crazy I made my um, the history the book I put together about torture was insane I I <laughs> went through the torture of witches the malefactorum the hammer of witches the whole thing I learned all about the way they torture them and crazy things and I gave them this big book and I'm like you guys because it was the weirdest thing for like Six weeks, all I did was like research medieval torture and the killing of witches. <laughs> it was crazy. You gotta That's keep those prods in line. Well, I didn't hear what either person said because you talked at the same time. Okay, okay he doesn't. That, that is very weird. It is very weird. But so the one thing that I added to that production, there was a production meeting and I'm in there and they were trying to talk about something or whatever. And I said, 
well, why don't you guys invoke Brecht's theater of distance and why don't yeah. you put up the subscripts on the, and so they did, they started, they were like, oh, oh my God, that totally makes it work. So they did the Brechtian model of having the, the scripts projected okay. on top of the tableau when they were doing things and they were like, Pam, it's very Brechtian, right? But they, but they were stoked. They're like, "Wow, the dramaturg actually added something to the perform." Like I, that is not something that's normal. Exactly, that I somehow you would contributed to the process. I contributed to the process and affected the outcome of the show from my research. So I was like, "This is cool," and I got units. Who directed that one? Oh, I don't remember. (laughs) I don't remember. I was in anybody's name. No, I was. I was in a room. I was high all the time in graduate school too. (laughs) But um, I was in. I mean, I can't even remember the the Do guy. You remember it was what the. You were in? <laughs> it was the. It was the big black box. It was like the big three quarter thrust. Uh, brown bag. It wasn't or, brown bag though. Uh, they did it as a main stage. Little, for, little theater. The little theater, I think. Yeah, I've been yeah. on the little theater. I did the seagull. Oh, I love it. I'm an, an actress. No, I'm a seagull. <gasps> I no, love, I love, shit. I, love, I don't remember which one. No, I'm at a table. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I, I, I love. Yes. Uh, I love Chekhov. He's uh, he's one of the big ones. Yeah. Ibsen, not so much. The lame nah. duck is kind of lame. Or not the lame duck, the duck in winter. What's the duck? The, du- the one that's about syphilis. It's like the most boring play, but it's about syphilis. You'd think I, it'd be super exciting. You should retitle it uh, the one about syphilis. Yeah, it would be. It's like, it's a, when you read it, it's like, oh, he broke down the fourth wall. He was one of the first people to break down the fourth wall and like be like, here's uh-huh. a scene. Like, like he sort of, Ibsen sort of made up TV. <laughs> he oh, took down wow. the, right, because he took down the fourth wall. It's like, but, you're watching this life scene. But let's have it. All right, I've got this idea. Here's TV, but really boring. Right. And in German. Right. He's well, the German was, one. He's the Swedish one. Ibsen was weird. He was up higher, because I remember the whole thing was about winter, and they're they're like Dutch. They're not German. They're Chekhov Danish. Something like that. Fuck. Can't remember. That's the thing is, I thank God I don't have a master's in theater. Yeah, I no, know that would that be bullshit. a problem. He also a doll's house in this kind oh, of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's fun. I Everyone he's dies something Scandinavian. Yeah, got him. Yes. Well, so you believe in theater? <laughs> well, then, do you, yeah, but you they, don't I believe do you, it's cool. <laughs> do you still do theater, or do you think it's a dead medium? Some, I don't think it's a dead medium. I haven't been doing it lately, but I so. I am not currently doing theater, and I do not think it's a dead meeting. I don't think know that there's a, always a ton of good theater, but uh, I like it as a thing. It's I, the, the problem with theater is that it's it's really difficult to get people to commit to a long rehearsal schedule. Yes, and then to the play itself. So when I used to produce plays, I'd do like a six week rehearsal process, and yeah. then four weeks four shows a week. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four shows a week. Yeah. And then, you know, rehearsal six months. So it's basically a 10 week process and trying to get an entire group of people to commit to a 10 week process here in San Francisco to me, seems completely daunting. Uh, if you want to do it well, you kind of have to pay them. You have to pay them. Right. Which is like impossible for theater. I mean, yeah. it's hard. And so when I, I used to have a theater company and I was like, you know, being a Marxist about it and I paid them all. Uh, once we made the money back, they all had points. So if they were an actor, they had two points. Um, and I took all the profits and I divided it by the number of points and multiplied it by the points you had. So as an actor, you would have two points. So the first show I produced, every point was worth like 50 bucks. But the last show I produced, every point was worth like 200 bucks. But still, paying an actor $400 for 10 weeks of commitment yeah. in theater seems like a lot. But it's not—it's nothing for real people. And it's For the amount of time you're committing. For the like, amount of time, it's insane. Like three days of work at a uh, minimum wage job. Exactly. For nothing. Yeah. So it's for, I, the reason I got out of theater and moved into like 
radio or and into comedy is that it's all you need is a microphone you don't need sets you don't need props you barely people rehearse on their own <laughs> they already, right? and so they come up and do a show whereas it's it's hard to meet for me to conceptualize the way i used to do that where i'd convince dupe a group of people yeah <laughs> into hanging out all this time and for to i just i don't get it anymore now i'm like why did Comedy you do so these much things? Easier. Right. Why did I? Why did I dedicate all these years of my life to this silly art that I find is, it's it's almost now. Were you dying. were you just producing or? Well, I my undergraduate degree was in theater, so, so I was for ten years. I was I worked. I used to work at the San Diego Globe and at the Rep. Okay. I was a stage manager. I used to work at Sledgehammer, and then I wanted to get into UC San Diego right. as a graduate school student, and they were like. <laughs> You know, so I, I started my own theater company because I was like, well, this will do it. Yeah. So I produced plays by local playwrights so that I wouldn't have to pay royalties because I just used a local play and then I duped people into being a part of it. <laughs> and then we did shows. <laughs> and somehow somebody paid for it. Right. And I did, and I did, Fundraisers you know, and shit. Ba- back then I used to be able to market, I guess. Uh, yeah. And I'd actually bring people, it was only an 80 seat theater. So selling it out wasn't that hard. Right. But now it's like, I'm working with a 30 seat theater and it's impossible to sell out for me almost and then I was like I was doing four shows a week and we were selling out like 75% Wait, are you so still producing plays or no god no what are you talking about 30 seat theater this 30 comedy. seat theater here this, yeah producing a this is comedy a 30, show here right which now, is like theater now I understand yeah. it is theater yeah it's just theater without props set you could put costume. like 200 people in here no no you can't not legally but like, well I, the thing is that it's, it's good for fun. It's impossible to have people enjoy a show without good seating. That's true. This place used to have these pews, like benches, like a church, and uh-huh. I realized that I couldn't charge people for comedy until there were actual backs on seats. That makes sense. Because you can't you can't charge someone five bucks to sit on a bench. I won't sit on a bench if you pay me. Yes, exactly. So we've made changes here. If it, Zach will do anything for money, he's saying. He'll sit anywhere I, you want. and I, He offered to sell me his hair. Wow. I mean, I asked if I could buy his hair. Right. I didn't, he didn't offer it. I asked if I could buy it. Are, are you... Uh, you've, you've, you've done the whole shaving thing. You've yes. done the baldness. When did you make this choice to be like, I'm doing it. I'm just shaving the whole thing off. Like, I was after I finished the Chekhov play in college because I no longer had to have longish, messy, bald hair. Oh. So Not, is, it, is it always been? Was this? Did I you? Went, I started going bald when I was nineteen. Wow. Yeah. At least you were out of high school. Yeah. Because <laughs> in high school it would be. I had a friend who was going bald in high school, and he was made fun of. Poor Paul Sluice. He was made Paul fun Sluice, of. Paul everybody, look him up. He was making <laughs> made fun of him mercilessly Aww. because he was like, and fi- at like seventeen or eighteen, he finally just shaved it. He's like, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was would have been twenty. Two, twenty-three. Do you do you feel a stigma upon you because of your? I mean, you have hair. You just have it in different places. I I have worn wigs and had uh, like at parties and like women are like different around me. You <laughs> it's wow. Weird. Yeah. Oh my god, that's at, like actually a, at, at like a Halloween party, not as a deception. Right, but it would be great as a deception if you did like some sort of undercover thing. Like, do you, I don't know if you remember Tyra went fat once. Tyra yeah. went in and she put on a fat suit, made herself look fat, and walked around and, and she came back and she was like, "I had no idea people were treated this way." Yeah. I mean, we should put bald caps on people and have her shave their heads and have them try and see 
so they can feel. I don't feel too bad. You don't feel too badly? You don't feel stigmatized? No, I do know that people would act differently. But I think it's just that I look older. Oh. Or less like, you know, like non-threatening young person or whatever. I get it. Like, it's not a big deal to me, but I understand that it is a thing. It's a thing. That's kind of weird. When I wear makeup, people treat me totally differently because I never wear makeup. I just you've, never you've wear it. You've got good skin. Thank you. My best friend's a dermatologist. Ah. Uh, but they... Whenever I wear makeup, people are like, whoa. I'm like, is it that different? Do I usually look like I'm punched in the face and I'm wearing makeup today? And now you're like, God, you look great. I'm like, do I usually look like a schlubby weirdo? I guess I do. But still not enough to make me go like, I want to present myself in this certain way to these people. Yeah. It's a little weird. Do you, how much do you augment your behavior for the happiness of others? Uh... Not much in general. It might be something I need to work on. <laughs> I'm one of the few people who are like, you should be more self-conscious. Really? No, I'm very self-conscious. I just don't do much about it. Sure. Just like, be very worried, but still be, yeah. Is it a lack of, sh- I have no shame. So for know. me, it's a lack of shame. I don't have a good filter. Right. I don't either. I know. What do you What do you think attributes to that? Do you, was it the way you were raised? Do you... I mean, I think it's just me. Just you. Because no filter. Definitely the way I was raised. It's like you need to stop saying that shit. Really? <laughs> stop saying weird shit around people. Who? Who's that? Is it because of parents? The honesty. Which, which one though? The parents are different people. Oh, that. they would both say things like that in different ways. So they. I, I always got you're too loud. It wasn't. It wasn't yeah, what I, I was saying too. or the quality of what I you're was. You're still saying. too loud, John. It was. Thank the, you. I'm. Too, I know. <laughs> it was the timber of my voice was too loud and I had no modulation control at the time but the thing that always made me sad is always always being told to shh, shh quiet down quiet yeah. down but I was like you're not listening to me yeah. so when people weren't listening I would get louder thinking that that would make them hear me but I was unlistenable in any context which is what I wasn't learning it was your status it was my status as a little tiny baby person as a, as a tiny know-it-all no as one a- wanted to listen to me yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And now you know it all. And now, I, yeah. Oh, I knew so much about Jesus back then. I used to be one of those kids that would like proselytize on the street to strangers. Yeah, I did that a little bit. I no. thought you were supposed. I met like some Jewish kids at a playground, and they were like, "Yeah, what's up? We're Jewish." And I was like, "Wait, you know that this happened, right? Why do you think he rose from the dead, you guys?" Wow! Like I was like, way to co- way to make friends with the Jews. Do people not understand? Yeah. Do people think that that just happens? Right. It's pretty bad. And my parents were mad at me for it. Like, oh. like you need to not do that. I I had I had a very similar thing. They were like, you shouldn't quote scripture to strangers. And I'm like, but they told us that. I'm like, but it's. I felt like if they're all going to hell, it's my like. I felt responsible to help them not go to hell. So I felt like it was it was my responsibility to tell people the, the good news, the love of Christ saving yeah. them from everything and, and helping absolve their sins. And, and it's by grace you have been saved through faith and this none of yourselves. It, isn't, it is the work of God, not by man so that no one can boast. And this is me like in public just spouting scripture to yeah. people outside of Long's Drugs or like in the frozen foods aisle of Safeway. Like. So you would be a homeless person with a cardboard sign. Probably now, yeah. If I would have stayed, a, or I would have been a rich Christian like all the other Christians. Maybe, yeah. There's not much difference between the two. <laughs> uh, but let's see. What was I going to say? It was something interesting. Sorry, I derailed you. No, look. It was a good thought. Keep. 
Be proselytizing to random proselytizing people on the on the street. With to random people on the no, I think the like, responsibility toward if them. If you to really them to believe that people were going to hell, like half the people in uh, on the bus that you're on are going to like burn for eternity, yep. like more than like an amount of time you can't even conceive of inconceivable suffering. Right. I think you would act very differently. Right. I, I, as a child, I did. I, I don't. Mean, I don't think people in general actually believe that. This, they say that. <laughs> You would they be freaking out. You would be freaking out about that all the time. Like, oh my god, are you okay? You know you're gonna burn. Oh, I'm so worried about you. Are that that was and I think weeping. the impetus. And yeah, it was. So it, in fifth grade we studied Revelations yeah. and we studied the Lake of Fire and and one of the weird things that Miss Blake, our teacher, made us do uh, is we were talking about hell and she said, think of the worst thing that could possibly ever happen to you, the worst worst thing, and it happens constantly. For a thousand years in hell. And I was like, it, I would be, I couldn't decide if I would be doing a handstand in a baby pool of other people's vomit oh my God. or of mustard. But it would be that I would have to constantly do a handstand and be constantly in fear of dipping my face into the mustard or bile uh, and somehow getting it on me or near me, but that my muscles would be constantly shaking because I had to be in this position that made me not feel good. And then I was, the constant fear is if I broke down, I'd have the mustard or the bile all over my body. So that would be my help. Mustard and bile are like on an equal plane of like things you're worried about. Absolutely. If well, just if you're thinking about hell and something that has to happen to you, you have to be tortured yeah. for a thousand years. For me, it would be the constant strain of being in a position That's that true. if I broke it, I would be in the most disgusting, abhorrent thing to me. So it would be. You don't like mustard. I oh have a God. huge problem with French's yellow mustard. I can't French even go to baseball mu- games because it's D- so Dijon, oppressive. Though? Dijon, I'm fine with. Grape Poupon, no problem. Yeah. Uh, grainy mustards, no big deal. Yeah, but I get French's that. yellow mustard. It's not good. The smell is so oppressive, I can't go to ball games. I, I don't like it. I, I don't go to ball games because I'm just not. You don't like crowds? I mean, yeah, that's part of it. I don't want to go to crowds anymore because of that whole shoot. I mean, I'm always worried about shooters. Well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if I'm worried about shoot, so getting shot by somebody, I just won't date anybody or have a family. Because that's who kills people in general. Ah, uh, yes. It's, it's girlfriends. Also, like, what, yeah, I do not. Yeah, what, girlfriends, what, what parents, parents, kids. Kids kill parents. Parents, close, siblings. close friends. Sure, sure. I mean, that's who, yeah. Yeah. Trying not to die. That's who murders me in the future. Is your son. My son. The boy you have sometimes. I don't know. If I get murdered, it will probably be by somebody I know. Sure. Well, me, I'm sure that someone would... I have a lot... Do you have any enemies? Uh, a little bit. Not really. (laughs) I wouldn't see you having any enemies. Not really, no. Do you? Yeah, I have... I I mean, I'm not enemies with them, but they're enemies with me. For whatever reason, I don't get it. I've got people who don't like me. Oh. Yeah. Because you haven't booked them on your... (laughs) you, You haven't booked them on your amazing show yet. No, like I tried to... At Bear Bottle Brewing. <laughs> that's No, seriously, your show's amazing. My show is good. Uh, Bear Bottle Brewery, last Tuesday of every month, may become a, a monthly show. We're going to have you back. Oh, thanks. I, it's, it's a great, great venue. The cat there is very nice. The people are exceptional. You're very funny. You put together a really great show. Thank I know you. you moved it into that back room, and I heard great things about the back room. It's, it's a lot better. It's a nice room. We got a mannequin with a cigar. That's fun. And that cat, I love that cat. And the That's beer there great. is the beer is phenomenal. We and we sell beer in that room, right there in the little nice room. Like, as a as a as an aficionado of as a beer drinker, that place was. I was stoked to perform there because 
they gave me beer. <laughs> like, oh, they give me beer. beer. I like it. I love it. <laughs> there's like, beer, so there's food trucks. It's a nice yeah. uh, it's a nice show. It is. And it's it's really easily accessible on the bus line as well. Yeah, you uh, can the, take the 20 You could take the 9, nine. which goes really close to there. You can take the thir- is it the 37 drops right in front of it. There's something there's a couple bus lines right there. There's it's good. some stuff. Yeah. It's yeah, a it's great place. Bearball burning. Look it up. Right there. In, in Banal. In Banal. Banal. Do you live in the city? I live in Daly City. Right oh, by the train. Oh, wow. Where there's fucking nothing going on. Except a bunch of feral cats. There, That sounds like fun. That's why my cat's indoor. I don't want him to get AIDS. Yeah. FIV's a real thing. I know. There, there's, yeah. a, there's a great um, place right there. Right by the Daly City thing. And it's what called Shugs. Shugs. And they do yes. comedy. It's primarily a black room. But. I do. I think I know. I haven't done Shugs. I used to do it. Glamis Rory used to run it. And she had another person. And, and I got the opportunity to do it a bunch of times. And it's great because they are primarily an African-American room and to be a white comedian, you have to adjust and you still have to be, they like you, they just, they're used to yeah. a s- certain more urban feel of, you know, like how black you know, comedians more are. Urban. I mean, you know, right, more, you know urban. more urban. But, but they're, they're, they're a really great audience and it's a great opportunity to stretch your ability as a comic because, yeah. I mean, I get locked into the safety zones like, here at Mutiny Radio, where I know everybody and I feel completely comfortable. Yeah. Or at Brainwash, where I know everybody and I feel completely comfortable. What do you What do you adjust for a, a more black audience? I I go with them, so I don't usually I don't really have set lists anymore like I used yeah. to. But I mean, I would probably open with feminism and see where it went. And if it wasn't going anywhere and I wasn't getting reaction. I won't go to Jesus with a black audience because they don't like to make fun of Jesus. So I wouldn't go there. Sometimes, if they're super Jesus heavy, I don't want to go to abortion either because I don't want to piss them off with abortion. So I try not to... I sort of start going down roads and if my roads are too edgy for them and they don't like it... I went to the Black and Brown Club once and I did Jesus jokes. They did not like it. So then I switch on over to cat jokes because everyone likes cat jokes. And sex jokes. They love dick in the mouth jokes. So if all else fails, I can just go back to raunchy, sexual, like dick in the mouth, dick in the mouth jokes. You blah, can blah, add blah, that blah. to anything. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what else is a little funny? Is a dick in the mouth. Yeah. If you know they, what I mean. So you can. No, but I it's, don't know what you mean. <laughs> I, I don't know. But you they, know what else? You don't know what it means. Is a dick in your mouth. But they love it. Still, you, I mean, you lost me a long time ago. They they love it when girls talk about it because it's somehow I don't know. Anyway, so those for the when I get into an audience, I open. Lately, I've just been opening with weed because everyone seems to like weed. So yes. I'll open with weed, and if they like it, I'll kind of keep going, and then I'll see where I can press them. But some of my stuffs, if I am worried about the audience, I'll I'll a one-liner into it, and if I do my knock-knock Jesus joke and they don't like it, I'm like, not going. It was a one-liner. Not that's, touching it, everybody. Don't worry. Going somewhere else. That makes a lot of sense. Because they can hate me. Like, if I... Audiences can really hate me. It, it, it can happen. I've, I've seen them in my formative years of comedy. I've seen me just doing my jokes and ha- watching their eyes just be like, and shut down on me and start talking to their friends and go order drinks. And I, when that happens, I'm like, ah, ah. Like, I'm, yep. like the, and then it's, and then I get so scared. I'm like, well, now I would switch up stuff, but then but back then I would just keep going with the performance and just keep like push through, push through, push through, go faster, perform, perform, perform. Which is not fun to do Which, to dead silence, right? And it's then it's the worst thing. I mean, I might as well just get off stage. Like yeah. it's no once they once they hate me, 
all I can do is like make them hate me more and embrace it or like cry alone in the dark. I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, I feel like that would be a compelling show. Just like, bam, try some edgy stuff at an unfriendly room and yeah. then cries on stage in the dark. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. I, I'd pay to watch that. You'd pay to watch? Awesome. That, uh, that was think the, about it. the formative years of... There I used missed to, out on it. There was this one mic. It was, I had been doing comedy for a year and a half, and it was at Club 93, and I walked over from Brainwash, and I went to go do a set at this Club 93 night, and I got up on stage, and I couldn't remember one fucking joke. And I stood up there for a second, and at the time I couldn't riff, and I looked at everybody, and then I just sort of like got off stage and then hid under the bar and cried. I cried and hid under the bar. And all these people kind of came up to me, and drummer comedian Aaron Barrett was like, Pam, you gotta get out from under the bar. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> and like other comedian, Chris Riggins came up and he's like, Sweetheart, you just learned a really valuable lesson. Learn from it. Don't cry. It's gonna be okay. People were really nice about it. I mean, it's true. But I was literally weeping underneath the bar the f- holding my beer on the ground weeping <laughs> weeping <laughs> that was that was fun we've probably all bombed hard at some point zach have have you ever bombed hard not one fucking time <laughs> see yeah he doesn't Zach's accept the, the exception bombing. he's yeah. the exception to the rule i didn't bomb they fucking bombed yeah exactly they sucked as an audience yeah that audience is not you get oh, as no, long no, as you no, get no, a little no, angry no. Right? No, no, no. Uh, I've never had a bad set, is what I'm saying. Ah. Uh, never. That's probably. He's never had a bad set. I'll say that's. You ever true. seen me have a bad set? Uh, no. uh, not in your mind. No. I think he always, you always look like you're having fun. I like. No matter what happens. I like when Zach goes on stage and blankly stares at the audience for a long period of time. And still get more laughs than most people. Yeah, yeah that's and, true. And then he goes, he goes, uh, <laughs> It's true. <laughs> it's a wolf. It's a wolf. That's a Zach Wiseman joke. It's a wolf. Uh, John Sherman, uh, last parting words. First, we've got yeah. we've got uh, Bear Bottle Brewing last Tuesday of the month. Great show. Go check it out. Check it out. When are are you booked anywhere upcoming soon? Oh, I'm doing Kip Fuller's oh, show great. after this. Yes, 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 yes. On the public access, right the up the street. Public access. Perfect. The Wayne's World of comedy. Yes, that'll be great. It will be great. Yeah. Yeah. So check that out. So you're booked some other double, stuff? double yeah. booked tonight. Right on. I would say so. Yeah. Yes. And maybe I'll see you at Brainwash later. Awesome. Yeah. Come on down to Brainwash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hosting tonight. Thank you so much for All being right. here, John Sherman. And thank you for having me. You're, it's so great to another to have a someone from a Presbyterian background totally not believe anymore. It, it really, I, I don't believe in anything. That's, <laughs> I believe in comedy. Yeah. yeah. I believe in some comedy. Light, love, and laughter. Yeah, oh, life, dude. love, laughter, chocolate. Chocolate, oh, lots of chocolate. Yeah, I believe in cat. tricking idiots. Tricking idiots. Then you should be a poet. Yeah, I believe in jacking bitches. No, yeah. I don't like that. I don't <laughs> want to be a, he doesn't no. want to be a poet. He is. Uh, Zach Wiseman looks like um, a like a writing professor who used to be a re- really. T- he was a poet that was published in his early twenties. He, he made great success, and now he's teaching adjunct at uh, a really crappy community college in These Redwood City. These kids are City. fucking morons. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> fucking trash. This country's going to shit. And he only, he only uh, gives them his book, uh, poetry book, and they study it for 10 weeks. And then he gives them all D minuses. And they still don't get it. They 10 still fucking don't weeks, get they don't get a fucking thing. So there he is. Uh, thanks, John Sherman. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you very much. Yay! Thank you for having me. Yay! All right, Sherman out. This has been Some Call Me Tim. Uh, Hey, everybody, it's not over yet. We're having a second segment of Some Call Me Tim starting today. And this segment is called 
You you put your weed in there. You put your weed in there, man. You can sit wherever you want, Chef Zach Wiseman. Okay, he's going to put himself together. He's going to put himself together. We're going to listen to a commercial real quick for Mutiny Radio, and then we'll be back with, you put your weed in there, man. Put your weed in there. Tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> everybody it's the first edition of you put your weed in there with chef zach wiseman this is the show the second half of some call me tim but i might make it its own podcast sometime we'll see what happens how popular it is where i'm going to interview a different chef every week someone who either has been to culinary school who cooks for a living or who really really likes to cook even if you're just a food preparer i'm counting it uh, you're going to come in we're going to talk about your signature dish what is your favorite thing to cook what are the things you enjoy making and then i'm going to tell you how to put your weed in there because uh that is what i'm really good at um I don't know if you guys like to read or whatever. In uh, 1993, I published my very first anything, really, and it was a weed recipe in the Koala's comedy newspaper at UC San Diego in 1993. I wrote a recipe. And that's the very first time that I was ever published, and it happened to be about weed. It's a terrible recipe. I don't think you should ever use it. I talked about margarine, but hey, it was 1993, so I was getting the THC into the fat, and that's all that mattered. Uh, 24 years later, I'm way better at putting weed in there, man. I could definitely put weed in anything. Today, I have cashew walnut caramels with weed that you cannot taste. Uh, so that's exciting. Zach, you can get one of those. Grab one for me too, will ya? Uh, they're delicious and you just can't even taste the weed because I'm a genius. And so is our guest today, Zach Wiseman. I'm dumb. No, you're a genius. So one thing a lot of people don't know about you is you actually went to culinary school. You you actually did it for, what, eight months? You did the whole program? Uh, like a year and a half. Year and a half? Wow. Uh, yeah, it was uh, all right. You know, I think uh, I think my time would have been better spent with like one book and then spending all that money on ingredients, just cooking more. But you know, you learn things. You know how to make consomme. Yeah, make a raft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, start from cold water, baby. Mm-hmm. Right, but your raft has to have 
egg whites in it because it's the albumin that's approaching in the eggs that somehow coagulates all the gross stuff out and right raises it to the top. Yeah, you can also use cum. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I bet there actually is a similar... Actually, it comes acidic as well, and you have to add acid to your raft, otherwise it'll break apart. So a lot of people will use, like, tomatoes because they're highly acidic. But semen actually isn't a bad idea because the albumin... I bet there's albumin in it. I don't know. Maybe. What do you think egg cum. white is? Egg white is cum. Well, egg white is the protein that... Um, it's an albumin that's a protein that's, um, you know, that the baby chickens eat it, I guess, while they're uh-huh. growing. Or baby whatever. chickens eat cum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cum. I would, you know, and I wonder if, if semen actually, it probably does have, it has protein in it. Mm-hmm. And that protein is probably. It binds well. It binds well. Look, all I'm saying is if you're at home right now, just try it. Yeah. Well, if you, I mean, if you want to make a consomme. Mm, yeah, yeah, obviously. A lot, of, I mean, a lot of people don't really give a fuck about about the clarity of your liquid it's kind of a waste too because you use a lot of materials and then you're throwing them all away it's definitely for rich people right uh yesterday i made i was my beats i was almost my beats were about to die i bought a bunch of beets and um so i made a roasted beet and carrot um soup that i roasted them and then i put them in water and boiled them until they were soft and then i zhim zhimmed them up with the hand puree blender stick blender stick blender and then i added cream cheese to give it instead of i was gonna add sour cream as a garnish but i added cream cheese to um there are 35 milligrams a piece just be careful i used um cream cheese to give it that creamy flavor and a little bit of sourness but then i made a garnish of crispy potatoes that i'd fried in bacon bits and uh, had onions in there and wild mushrooms so i took the creamy and uh, keith oh my god jonathan i I almost i almost called my boyfriend by my ex-husband's name which means that i feel like i'm married to him but he was (laughs) he was like why didn't you just put the bacon in the pureed soup and i said because that would be gross you have to use it as a garnish on the top it's so gross but it's but it's also about if you take chunks of potatoes and chunks of of weird things of mushrooms and bacon and then you put it in a pureed thing it looks like weird chunks of vomit yeah but when you put it on top it's, it's all crisp it stays and fucking, crisp yeah. mm-hmm. and then you know what you're eating and you can mix it in on your own Aww. but if you just put that in a soup you'd be like ah this is you wouldn't know you're eating this weird blood soup with bits of gross yeah. you'd be like Ugh. All these people try to make everything in like one pan. Everything just goes in, and you're like, "No, dude, you need fucking three, three separate pans, and then you can make something fucking great." Yeah, you goddamn idiots. I mean, you can one pot stuff. Yeah, yeah, but like for garnish and stuff, mm-hmm. goddamn it, dude, make your make your bacon before, mm-hmm. and then just reserve it. Please do that. But then you use that was the whole thing. Was I made my bacon on the side? I had fat. I pre I boiled the potatoes in with the beets and the carrots, pulled them out, sliced them up. So they're did already they, cooked. Did they take some of the red color? No, I thought that they would, but they didn't. Huh. And they were white potatoes, too. They were fingerlings, so they were really quick. They cooked really quickly. But then I sliced those up and stuck them in the bacon fat, crisped them up, threw the bacon back in. Oh, but then I added the mushrooms and the onions, and I cooked those all together in the fat, and I added the bacon back. Little little uh, green onion at the top, um, at the very end, just to keep it kind of herbaceous. Mm. Threw it on the soup. My poo was so bloody. Like, it looked like... Bre- I was like, ah! Oh, yeah. You ever forget that you ate beets and you're like, oh, shit. What? Oh, man. I got to go to a doctor. But that was just... Uh, so what's your signature dish? What's something you really like to make? Um, I like... Let's see. 
I don't have a signature. I mostly uh, just fuck around with whatever I have on hand. You know what I mean? Or like whatever's on sale. Chef. Slap that shit together. Um, I do uh, with my food stamps every month. I just uh, decide to make like one gourmet thing. Uh, chicken marsala. I fucking uh, make a mean chicken marsala. I didn't know that until I made it. And goddamn, it's so good. It's so fucking good. Can't buy marsala wine with food stamps. Well, you know, some places you can. I mean, no, you can't. You cannot do that anywhere. Can't do that. Nope. Nope. Uh, but then, you know, I'll just say, hey, if you want a gourmet meal, go get me a bottle of Marsala wine, and Bing. I will uh, I will make ten fucking plates of chicken Marsala. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's, uh, your, that's your new thing right now. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I'm going to probably do like a, like a beef wellington. I'll probably... Ooh! I have a trick for beef wellington um, to make it much easier and more quickly. And that is to, A, buy your own puff pastry. <laughs> or buy your puff pastry. Don't make it. I, mean, not, I, I suck at You suck at laminating dough. Yeah. It's just not your thing. Did no. you take a pastry program? In yeah, your- I did. I did. I wish I paid more attention, but I can make a <clears throat> I can make a good baguette, and that's really all I fucking care about. Yeah. No, that. that's important. Yeah. But like laminating dough is just... It's, it's tedious. It's tedious. It's, it's time prohibitive. You have to have a freezer. You have to be paying attention to it. You have yeah. to... It's, it's easy to fuck up. Turn it... Yeah. And uh, making the layers. It's easy to put weed in to though because it's very easy yeah because what i would do with that is i would put the weed in the i would i would do the danish method of a yeasted a yeasted pack or yeasted dough and then the butter packs inside of it so first i i'm crazy with my butter pack i take the butter and i get it to room temperature i cream it and i add a little flour then i make it into a square and freeze it Right? Why, the, why the flour? Because it gives it more structure when it's building. When it's puffing, it okay. just gives it a little yeah, more sure. structure. Okay. Yeah. So I mix it together, and then I refreeze it. And then, when I make my, my dodo, I use um, I use yeast in it. So I do like a... Almost like a, an enriched dough, like a like a almost like a a, a brioche, but that's not as wet. There's not okay. as much butter in. There's not as much fat in it because the fat's on the inside. But it's a it's a yeasted dough, and I would put my weed butter in that. I'd put my weed olive oil actually in my yeasted dough. That then I would take my butter, and I wouldn't put the pot in the butter that makes the layers because once you cook your THC into your fat it takes the milk solids out. Mm-hmm. So if you are using butter and you put your THC into your butter, all you have is ghee. And right. what makes puff pastry puff is, for the people that don't know out there, it's the water that's around all the little uh, oil bits. And when you heat it in the oven, that air, it becomes steam. The water becomes steam and it puffs it up and makes those layers. Yeah. So I wouldn't want to add any like non-water I wouldn't want to add olive oil and yeah you just want to add so I'd leave my butter in the middle straight put it into the thing and roll it out do all my stuff and then make whatever out of it you know but you wouldn't be able to taste it still what did did you make? uh, I have some uh, Thai style hot sauce uh, I had sticky rice I was going to let you eat that but I just couldn't stop eating it so did you put weed in there? no I put no weed in here Uh, there's no fats in this so I mean I could uh, put like uh, some sort of oil Oh my god, that's great. It's real good. You know what I do? Take that, a tablespoon of that, and uh, blend it with um, creamy peanut butter. Oh yeah, you definitely do that. Oh yeah, yep. that's a good idea. Yep. And then take, take a the- tablespoon of that to three tablespoons of creamy peanut butter and throw it on pasta. Yeah, I was thinking if I was going to uh, that's add really a- good, good fish sauce, good uh, um, quality uh, of the fish yeah, sauce. Yeah, uh, Hooker showed me how to make this. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Allison Hooker? No, a prostitute. Oh, a prostitute. A hooker. 
Uh, but um, I thought you meant Allison Hooker. No, a a, <laughs> a hooker. Yeah. <laughs> now, if I was going to add weed to this, I'd probably just try to emulsify it with some like oil. Yeah. Like, like peanut oil, probably. Well, the trick would be to do the peanut butter. First, yeah, you would take your creamy that. peanut butter and you would mix pot butter or pot olive oil into your creamy peanut butter. I'd do three tablespoons to one of that because it is really spicy, but it's really good. But I wouldn't want to have that straight on pasta. It'd be too spicy. Yeah. But with the, the protein and the flavor profile, it would totally work. Mm-hmm. You could put it on rice noodles or fucking regular pasta noodles, whatever. Yeah, plus if it was like a, probably an Adam's all natural, you know what I mean? Because I, I don't like the sweetness in a lot of things. I don't need like a... Right, well, there's, there's sweetness in that already because of the chilies uh-huh, and yeah, because yeah. of the, the fish sauce sort of ends, adds a little... I mean, it's got a sourness, but also a... Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that, the recipe is just uh, garlic and chilies, uh, equal parts about. Uh, just cook them in a pan until the garlic's soft, the uh, chilies get a little black, you know, a little char. Uh, and then it's uh, cilantro, lime, fish sauce. That's fucking it. Wow. You know? And actually, uh, I did that the lazy way. I threw it in a food processor. Sure. Uh, but mortar and pestle is the way to do it. Cause it or it, immersion blender. No, the, you want you want to grind it. You don't want to oh. cut it. You know what I mean? It, I've done it both ways, like in the same batch. And it's just so much better when you just smash it. Huh. I don't I don't know the fucking science behind that. I Probably because you're... When you smash it with your hands, you're not adding as much heat to it. No, I mean... Because it's no, already cooked, so it's already... Yeah, I, I, I mean, I mash it when it's hot. I'm not sure what it is, but it definitely makes a difference. Texture-wise, a little bit as well. The mashed garlic as opposed to, like, the blended fucking chop, chop, chop garlic. You know what I mean? Sure. So, I don't know. It's better when you mash it, though. Well, that's really that's really excellent. You're just going to carry around fish sauce all day. Don't let that go back. Don't let that open up in your backpack. That would be a nightmare. I got rubber bands around it. Okay, that's good. Smart man. Or I would just lick my backpack for a while, you know? Ah, uh, It's really spicy, but it's really good, and it stays with you. It's yeah. a really good, like, heat with a lot of, like, um, complexity. In yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it pops, really too. Yeah, I really like it. Well, and a lot of people, or a lot of Americans are just learning about the, there's, you know, four parts of your tongue, and it's like, there's four, there's five flavors really right there's sweet sour uh salty bitter spicy and then umami umami is right. the fifth that's sort of like like that has a lot of umami yeah, yeah, yeah the fish sauce and garlic thing right yep and then people go like what's umami and it's like well it's the thing that's in i don't know mushrooms when you cook yeah, them for yeah. a while or it's the it's why you can it's why you can make a fish stock in a french press out of bonito flakes and shiitake mushrooms and boiling water and you just let it sit for 8 minutes and I didn't you press even it down think about that shit and then you God press it, it down then you press it down and now you've got a you could actually just add miso to it at that point and some bits of uh um, you know, seaweed and at, in your French press, you add the hot water, you press it down, and you pick it up, you put your shrooms out, and you put those in your food. So now you've got the shrooms, you've got the psilocybins, you've got the psilocybins in the broth, which are going to hit you quickly. And then you've got, you float the actual shrooms in your miso broth. So make yeah. your stuff, take, you know, I might do that. pour That's out your stuff, idea. pull it up, pull out your shrooms, add those with your, um, your fish, your your seaweed, and your tofu, uh-huh. and then just a little bit of miso uh, paste, and then add your broth, mix it around, boom, get high. Done. Yay! Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Yay! I know, uh, I know a person who uh, who is cultivating shrooms right now, and uh, 
We're going to go hard. Yeah. Well, I have so many ways to cook with shrooms. Uh, another, I know this is supposed to be, you put your weed in there, but we can do, you get the shrooms also. So at the beginning of 2010, my New Year's resolution was to only ingest foods with hallucinogenic properties for as many days as I could handle it. Now I made it 10 days. I made it until the 10th of... Uh, of January and the whole thing I was on break from school so it wasn't like I had anything to do Uh I didn't have a job I didn't fucking care I was like I have all these mushrooms and all of this marijuana and I am going to only eat foods with hallucinogenic properties so I was fond of making an omelet where I would take the shrooms and put them in my French press, add hot water, press it down, uh, and then take that and pour it over a tea bag and make a nice cup of tea, but it was mushroom tea, so like peppermint tea or whatever, right, yeah. but it has from the mushroom. Then I'd pull the mushrooms out. I would take a little tiny bit of weed, butter, put it in the pan, heat it up, make an omelet okay. with uh, cream cheese, because it's easy on the tummy, and the shrooms. A little bit of salt and pepper, fold that thing over, super quick, 10 minutes. You're By the time you're eating, you drink your tea, and you start eating it, and the, the, the tea hits you with its mushroom properties. And then your, your, your body, you never throw up, because you added enough like food in your tummy to sort of deal with the shrooms, and it's right. easy getting in because you've got the tea. And then your body actually breaks down the actual shrooms with the food. So... It works really well, and you don't barf, and, and and it's one of the ways that I was like, all right, okay, this is I'm starting my morning with mushrooms, and so then throughout the day it was like I can make, I'd be making grilled cheese sandwiches, or I'd be mixing weed into the cream cheese, or mixing, um, just using a pot oil to, to cook it with, although that doesn't work so well because if you're putting pot into an olive oil, it kind of it changes the smoking temperature, so olive oil already has a low smoking temperature, and if right. you use it when you're cooking at too high of a heat to say brown, yeah, yeah. it can give you some off flavors. So I don't necessarily recommend it unless you're like trying to be quick and dirty. Yeah. I just brown with regular butter. Yeah. Yeah. I like uh, peanut oil. It's my faves. Because it's at such a high temperature. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. You can you can keep it on high and it's not going to explode into flames. I get the Adam's All Natural peanut butter uh, and then I'll just like steal a little oil off the top. I just won't mix it. Yeah. Oh, that's smart. Because fucking peanut oil is expensive. It's, yeah. It's expensive. Gross out. Grocery outlet on 23rd, and oh. uh, they have insane deals. They've got walnut oil. They've got like pistachio oil. They have a whole section huh. of all organic things, and it's like huh. it's all that. crazy 50% off. Yeah, go go. I went nuts. I bought $200 worth of cooking supplies for like 100 bucks. CNH sugar like five pounds for 88 cents. Shit like that. What? Yeah, I know, right? How do? Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I don't care. The yeah. powdered sugar, the powdered sugar the other day was like 88 cents and I use powdered sugar like crazy because it's yeah. the number one fixer. If you, if you fuck anything up, you just throw powdered it, sugar on it. You just you throw powdered sugar on the top or it, I've been dealing with fondants lately so if I'm dealing with fudge and it doesn't set, you just, the trick is you add a bunch of powdered sugar and it just hardens it up. So if really? you don't, if you don't cook your fudge to the 240 degree softball stage and you pull it off a little early and you add in your right. chocolate and do your stuff it's not going to set properly so the only way to fix it is to reheat it when it's like kind of gooey right. and just start folding in powdered sugar just until get it is. to the right 
Well, it's it's the same thing. It's it's the thing that happens with the marshmallows because you can make your own fondant for cakes. I don't know if they taught you this and whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. You take marshmallows and you microwave them, and then you just add powdered sugar until it becomes a sugar dough, the fondant that then you can roll out and put on cakes. That's all it is. Is marshmallows in the microwave? Marshmallows in the microwave with powdered sugar till it becomes that doughy, like yeah, yeah. rollable shit. Yeah, the fucking. You can put color in it. You can do whatever. So the people that are buying fondant right now, like idiots, like a tub of it for twenty dollars. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's so dumb because you can go to gross out right now. You get the marshmallows. You get the powdered sugar. You spent five dollars tops. Tops. Yeah. And maybe a little food coloring, and you could use beet, whatever the fuck you want. You'd be all natural. But you bring it up till they're soft, and you just keep you mix it in, mix it in, and then you just knead it in until it's the right consistency. Huh. That's cool. Uh, yeah. Thank you. I will. I will use that in my cake making. Right. And the beautiful thing about marshmallows is that they take weed butter very well because another way to make good pop food is just to heat up your fucking marshmallows with your pop butter and then throw cereal in it. And then you have <laughs> Rice Krispie Treats. Yeah, 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 So it's the same thing if you wanted to make... So, for example, Casey Scannell's getting married. I'm making the topper of his cake. It's going to have weed in it. Yeah. So I might put weed in the fondant too because all I have to do... And I could make it green or whatever color you know I want to. But it's heating up the marshmallow, add the, add the pop butter, mix it around, and then just add all your powdered sugar until it's the right consistency. Yeah, dope. Um, I mean, do you know how to make marshmallows? I have made marshmallows in the past. I have no idea how to make marshmallows. It's you need egg whites, gelatin, uh, hot water, sugar. Oh, so you just uh, you're just whipping the whites until they get. You whip the whites. And the gelatin and sets it. You make a sugar syrup. Right. Okay. With gelatin in it. And you bring it up to, I'm going to say 210 degrees, but I don't know if it's... Just not super hot. Not, it's not softball stage. It's not like hard yet. It's not like, it doesn't, when you, when you put it in water, it doesn't get hard. It's not a hard crack or a softball. It doesn't okay, even, right. You, it's probably 210 degrees. I'm, I'm kind of guessing, but I kind of know. Then you take it off the heat. You're whipping up your, your egg whites and you just add your sugar syrup in a really thin stream. Right. And when you're at, and you already have the gelatin in there. Right. And when you're adding it, it cooks the egg whites. So you don't have to worry about that. Right. And it like emulsifies the sugar and makes it become this thing. And that's it. That's dope. And then you have to use um, either powdered sugar or cornstarch. You line your, um, your your pans, you oil them, and then put the cornstarch, and then you put it out and let it set. And then you just got to really oil your knife, cut, cut, cut. And again, if you, if you dip them in more powdered sugar, it keeps them from sticking to each other. But you can also take it from that fluffy stage, and you can pipe it out onto your sill pad or onto your uh, parchment, and then take those, let them dry a little bit, and then make them into peeps. Then you roll them around <laughs> in sugar, colored sugar. Yeah, yeah. So, ostensibly, you could make... They're made without oil, but you could make them with oil right? and pipe them because of the gelatin, it'll hold it together. So you could make pop marshmallows. Yeah, that'd be dope. I've just, uh, I've just never had a uh, fresh marshmallow, you know, or like a marshmallow that wasn't a uh, store, fucking factory, whatever. Right. And I would like to do that. I like marshmallows. Yeah, they're really cheap. They're just, it's a process. I don't, I do everything by eye, so I don't have a thermometer gun, but that would be like... Right. The best thing to, if you ever want to get into confections, the best thing to invest in is a thermometer gun because you just shoot the, you shoot the center of the sugar and it tells yeah. you. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's Absolutely. 110, 210 degrees or whatever. Because yeah. it gets tricky. Like, 
I have an induction burner too, so I can cheat that way where I can set my induction burner to whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So if I set it to 240, I just. It's never going to get above 240. So when it, when it, it reaches that temperature, that's what it is. Yeah. So it just sort of like. It's kind of a fail safe where I can. I don't know, clean the house or talk to the cat and not like freak out that I'm... Because I've burned sugar before where I've gone away from it. I turn my back from the sugar and it just... Yeah, immediately. You just cut... It's such a small window. Yeah. It was suddenly... It went from like 260 degrees to like 350 degrees and it was just... molten lava. Yeah, it was... And it was brown. It was bitter flavors. It was completely off. It was just a waste of time. Yup, yup. What was your favorite part of culinary school? Um... I don't know, cause there was uh, there were a few uh, really good instructors, but most of them were trash. Really? You know, yeah, most of most of the instructors were trash. They were just kind of. I think it was in Vegas, right? Did you so pay I, a lot of money for this program? I didn't pay a fucking dime, but I do owe people money. Oh, I see. Um, so I think uh, most of the instructors, the good ones were always uh, kind of retired chefs. Uh-huh. And everybody who was younger, I think, was garbage because they couldn't get uh, a job in, like, a real kitchen. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. So, and it, yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I liked, hmm. Uh, a lot of the uh, like butchery classes were very useful, you know. Um, the sauce classes that was very helpful. And did you, you have know. to learn a brown sauce? Did you have to? Do yeah, Espanol, it's baby. The, it's the dumbest. It's the dumbest sauce, but people still use it as the base of everything. Fucking yep. veal bones. Yep. It's tasty. Mirepoix. I mean, I guess it tastes brown. It's brown sauce. It tastes brown. It's like, um, what does it taste like? But when you add it to other things, you can make it taste awesome. But yeah. just as itself, it's like if you add mushrooms well, and cream, I mean, make a beef stroganoff. But like a like a bechamel sauce by itself isn't that fucking? I'm not amazed. But then you fucking the you know the child sauces out of that are fucking great. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so yeah. I don't know. Uh, I learned. I mean, I guess my favorite part was. Uh, there's no part. It was uh, just knowing all the base techniques and then being able to fuck. Cause I, that's how my brain works. I just need to know how the the, the simple stuff works and then I'll fucking I'll figure it out. You Did know? you? How are your knife skills? Uh, pretty good. Can you still turn no? Can you make the little? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I never will for anything. Right, I know. It's such a waste. It's, it's such a waste of vegetable. Yeah, yeah. To take a perfectly fine carrot and then make it and then take up off a bunch of it to make yeah. it in a weird little shape. Unless you're making like a, I guess you know for uh, like consumes and shit, you're just saving the rest of that for fucking sure you know? for the wrath yeah i mean it's if fine. you're if you're being efficient with your shit then it's not a real problem but it's such it's dumb did you ever work in a yeah in the line worked, of a legitimate kitchen i worked at i think it's the only golf course in vegas but one of two or three or whatever but it's a golf course right on the strip wow uh yeah it was fun i mean uh it was owned by a guy who made all his money uh, via gambling. Oh. So he was just rich and like he he would uh, we had to sign or I didn't but uh, the sous chef and stuff they had to sign non-disclosure agreements because he would order these like s- these softwares designed to like uh, predict or uh, be able to spot uh, the the sport books flaws in sports betting. Wow. So he would like order these weird fucking software things and be like you can't tell anybody about. But the point being that he was rich and the golf course was just something he had it's to tax write off. Yeah, sh- shit like it's that. Tax break. Yeah. yeah, so he didn't give a fuck. You got to we- run a business into the ground so that you don't have to pay taxes on other things where you really Absolutely. Uh huh. Yeah. And we, I mean, we had free reign to just do what the fuck. We just couldn't uh, take anything home, you know. Right, but you could right, just right. fucking make whatever you want in that kitchen. It was great. Wow. And it's so funny because 
Las Vegas is literally in a desert, but they have all of the foods. Yeah. All of the foods. Uh-huh. All of the fresh the fishes and the fucking filet mignons and all the vegetables. I'm like, they're all being brought in there. Tons and tons of food. It's And they're it's close insane. enough to like California that they're getting great fish. They're getting great yeah. vegetables. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was dope. It was dope. I really enjoyed it. What? Why? Uh, why did you leave the golf course? Um, I ended up getting fired via uh, because I did comedy because I was oh. just there was a mic, uh, one mic really uh, killed me. It was a mic that started at midnight and ended when everybody was done, and he wouldn't light anybody ever. I saw people aggressively bomb for a half hour. Wow. You know, I mean, just real bad. Wow. And be like, get this guy off stage. He's like, no, fucking shut up. I'm drinking. It was great. But I would go to that mic, and then uh, many a time I would just go from that mic to, to work, work at 7 a.m. Wasted. Trash. Yeah. Or or I'd fall asleep at the bar and then wake up two hours late. I mean, I slept in that bar. Uh, the guy who ran it, he was in a tough spot, but we drank inside that bar for three days. Wow. We didn't leave the bar for three days. Yeah. Fun times. No, I was miserable. I love drinking. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like I would just sleep under the pool table and then wake up and walk back to the bar and like nudge him and then he'd pull his head off the bar and then we'd keep drinking. Wow. No teeth brushing involved at all. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even matter. No. So that so it was uh yeah, they they fired you from the they said you can't. Yeah, they come gave me a and... they gave me a bunch of chances, you know, but I, I fucking, yeah, that's not what I want to do with my life anyway. Right, right. Mostly I went to culinary school because uh, in my head I'm like worst case scenario I can cook better. Right, right. And I can. I'm much better at cooking. But yeah. So you have all the base I see now I've never I've never been to culinary school because every time I was about to go, something in my life has come up where it's like you don't need yeah, to go. Yeah. You got all the skills. You're oh, fine. You. Yeah. I know, but I still want to like, I mean, I'd like to see if I could do it with you speed could. and precision. I mean, I can. I have really good knife skills and I know, so, the, yeah, I I know mean, the difference between a dice and a brunoise. Like I yeah. know all the different cuts. So like and, uh, if you just wanted to work on that, you just get a job in a kitchen for six months. Right. That's it. Get a, yeah, get a prep cook. Get a prep cook job. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all your fucking... Right. You cook things well, Thank you know. You. Well, did you hear? This is exciting news. Uh, we were talking about on the last show what we'd all do for a million dollars. You weren't in here at that point. Uh, it was on AltaCast. David Stolowitz was here. Anyways, if I had a million dollars right now, this is very exciting. On the corner of, well, right next to Cancun on Mission and 19th uh-huh. used to be a bakery. Uh-huh. And it just went out of business. And it's empty. Mission and 19th? Mission and 19th. It's a bakery in the back. And the whole front section is about the size of Mutiny Radio without without this wall here. So it basically, if I, if I had a million dollars, I would get that place, turn the back into a bakery that only made pop food bring mutiny radio there so that we'd have mutiny radio over there we would still run the radio station out of it but it would be like a bakery in the back it would be a cafe in the front where we sold pot food legally yeah and people could watch comedy all day and i could i mean it would basically make the model of mutiny radio i could pay functional people. Yeah, yeah functional and i could pay people to have shows instead of them paying me to have space you know but it would be yeah. like I would have a cafe that sold pot food. And I mean, it used to be a place where they made donuts. So they have all of the equipment. They have all of the stuff. There's no problem in making pot donuts. I could make pot donuts in a second. Uh, I'm excited about, I mean, because the... Do you make, um, the donuts you make, do you make actual dough or are you doing batter? I can do both ways. I can do a cake donut that's a batter that yeah. we would shoot out of a gun and make like an old-fashioned, or I can do a yeast-risen dough, no problem. I, I mean, I could even make fucking cronuts. I can even make like a, 
a, no, I wouldn't fully laminate, but I'd basically make like a rough puff slash um, yeasted dough and then deep fry it and call it a cronut, you know, and dip it in fucking maple, put bacon on the top of it. I don't give a fuck. But like, I mean, if it's a real kitchen, then it would, you know, you could make fudge, make whatever the fuck. Yeah, absolutely. I, I made I made savory pot biscotti the other day. Those were a lot of fun. Uh, that then we put cheese on, and I was giving them the people, and I was like, you have to have it with a piece of goat cheese. You cannot eat it alone because I don't think that it's made to go with cheese. It just doesn't taste good on its own. And people are like, no, 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 it tastes good on its own. I'm like, no, yeah, no, you're no, an idiot. No, no, you're no. dumb. You gotta put cheese on it. <laughs> so yeah, but that's um, so that place is laying. Fallow and vacant right now, right next to Cancun. Which wouldn't that be amazing? Like, go get a burrito and for dessert, get oh, or you you can't have a pot cookie right now. You're you're not hungry. Well, we've got it to go. Take it home. Bake it at your leisure. It's in our frozen food section yeah. right here. Yeah. Uh-huh. You can buy our pasta. Look, we made it. We have it in the refrigerator, fresh batch. But you can also buy it frozen. Take it home. 150 milligrams. Whoop de doo. Get high as fuck. Yeah. Eat more. Get higher. Oh well, no. And so many people are afraid of my goods and they're like they're too strong i'm like okay no they're not yeah they're 35 milligrams they're totally doable i eat these things constantly they're like oh well you have a tolerance i'm like build a tolerance fucking also but i mean at the at the same time they already don't have an overpowering weed flavor so you could just you know cut that down and then never taste anything like weed which is those are so good that i hate that they're weed stuff i just want to eat the fuck out of them well i mean my buddy dave who was like i think i should invest in this with you uh, he should yeah, he, Dave, if you're listening, do it, you fucking coward. So, if he was saying what you should do is make a box where only one of them has weed in it and the other three don't. So it's sort of like weed roulette. a roulette thing. I used to do that with acid and, and Altoids thing. Yeah, 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 we still have some of your Altoids and Jonathan and I are afraid because he's like, what if I get it and you don't? I'm like, we have more acid, honey, from someone else. I mean, yeah. it's, it's fine. We yeah. can get... But um, he kept saying, he's like, I can't, Pam, because I ate one piece and I want another piece and I want another piece. And I'm like, just eat one piece. He says, no, 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 you got it. But the thing is that making regular fudge is just as difficult and time-consuming as, as making it with pot. So for me, I'm like, I might as well put weed in it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Like, I why would it. I make it without weed when it's the same, uh-huh. ostensibly the same cost yeah. and the same amount of work? Yeah, absolutely. I get so it. So I'm like, put more weed in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Uh, what is, try to stump me. What's the thing you think I can't put weed in? Um, um, crudite. Ah, well, that's easy in the dipping sauce. Oh, yeah. I mean, dumb, you can't put dumb, it on the... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we could do it with your Girl dipping sauce. Girl carrot that has weed in it. Yeah. Well, I guess you could... Okay, so I did do this with vegetables. I was very proud of these. I made pot potato chips. So I took my potatoes. Mm-hmm. I sliced them on my mandolin really thin. Yep. And then I poached them in pot oil. So I took my pot olive oil, which I make at a really low temperature for a long period of time so it doesn't denature the flavors of the olive oil. You really don't want to get it over 180 degrees because it starts changing the, uh, the olive oil itself. But so I, I kept it on low and I par cooked these potatoes, basically poached them in oil, pot oil, for like I don't know, like an hour on like super low. And then I took them out and I just stuck them on um, on a, a drying rack above a sheet tray that had um, parchment on it and then I threw them in a super hot oven and crisped the fuck out of them. Right. So, That's it. Yeah, dope. That works, right? It totally worked. Yeah. Oh. So it was like nine chips was like 35 milligrams. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. That's so really good. So it was, and it was hard because Jonathan and I were like eating these fucking chips all the time and yeah. I could add them to other things and I could use them as garnish and then they were really fun 
Um, but they were they were strong. But it's because I par cooked them in the pot oil. Yeah, so they just took all the oil. They took all the oil, and then when I crisped them in the oven, all the oil stayed inside, and yeah, yep. they just got a nice little crispy finish. How um how. At what temperature does the pot uh, oil or the oil in or the pot in whatever fucking fat medium? What what does it die at? So the vaporization point of THC is 180 degrees. So if you were making your pot butter or whatever, and let's say you're even doing it in a crock pot and it gets too hot, it's above 190. You're actually okay as long as you keep the lid on. Because you can cool it back down and it'll all kind of resettle and do its thing. It, once it escapes, like if you if you lift it up and stir all it around. The run away. Yeah, the vapor, you get high as fuck. And there's a lot of it when I'm making it. Like I made pot butter on Monday and I knew that the cat and I were both going to be really high all day. There's no way to escape it. Because even when I'm going up and down on the oven like I am, I'm still reaching. Like... You want to keep it around 170, 175 degrees. Sure. You really don't want to get it any higher than that um, for just long periods of time. Because you can even do it. You can even do it with just straight time. You could take an oil, like a cheap oil, and pour it over weed and put it in a cupboard for a month and then strain it. And it's going to have a lot of THC in it. it. Probably just as much as if you heat it. But when you, especially if you, especially if you decarb first. Okay. So if you decarb your weed in your oven at 325, you have to like actually add, put it in something or add flame to make the THC be vaporized. But if you just take that straight weed and you put it on a sheet pan and put it in the oven at 325 for 20 minutes before you throw it in, your butter or your oil is twice as strong because you excite the THC before you add it to the oil. It's called decarbing. Like, I kind of understand why it works, but I kind of don't. But I do it because it works. Yeah. So I decarb and then I throw it in. So if you decarbed your weed and then you threw it into oil and you put it in a cold, dark place for a month and then you strained it, it would be just as strong as the stuff that I make here. But I make it in a shorter amount of time because I'm adding heat. So you make that process, that chemical process, move more quickly from the THC moving from the plant into the fat because it's fat soluble. It's also alcohol soluble. So this is something I'm going to start working with is making lollipops and other sugar-based things because I can make almost like a vanilla. You know? Okay, yeah, an extract. So, right, so yeah. I make an extract of weed um, and put it in a, in a tincture form, mm-hmm. super strong tincture form, and then add it to my sugar bases and I can make lollipops, I can make sh- sugar whatever things. Sure, the, you can... Uh, I mean... Th- so, uh, like, when you add a vanilla extract, the uh, the alcohol disappears. Yeah, the alcohol evaporates anyway, so you just get the flavor. Okay, yeah, okay. Same thing. Yeah. But the other thing you can do with an alcohol derivative like that, once it has the weed in it, is you can mix it with sugar and dry the sugar out. And I had this idea. Because if you make the pot sugar, then you just pour it into a cotton candy machine. So you can make yeah. pot sugar... And then pour it into a cotton candy machine. So that's in the park. Right, exactly. But the, you know, and it's legal here. So that's the thing is that like birthday parties where you could rent a, a, a cotton yeah. candy machine. It could be adult cotton candy with the weed yeah. in it. And you eat the candy floss because it's, you make the tincture, you put it in the sugar, you dry the sugar out. All the weed is just still there. Yeah. It's And then you pour it into the machine. Zoom, 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 zoom. Yeah. I, am, I already want to do uh, donuts in the park. I've been fucking thinking about that. Um, well, it'd have to be probably old-fashioned. I think that would go better if you had, like, the, the batter dispenser. I think people like that better for 
the, the theater of it all. And, and doing donuts live is great, but I mean, even when pot is legal, we're not going to be able to... The whole thing with that at the park is that they won't get mad at you because there's pot in it. They'll be mad at you because you're selling something without any taxes or laws. Or No, I just you just get the licenses. You can right, yeah. that's true. It's, they're not much. I looked them up. Wow. Because live donuts, that would be nuts. People and love it's super, that kind of shit. Well, churros. Fuck the donuts. Go straight Mexican. Do the churros. Because they do the churros. It's just like in Mexico when they have the little churro things and it's a vat of oil. Yeah. And they heat it with the Bunsen burner. Yeah, yeah. And then they twist it out and then they roll it in the cinnamon sugar. I mean, making a pot of shoe. A, yeah. A churro is just a pot of shoe that you deep fry. Yeah. So making a pot of shoe with. I just did is, that last week in my uh, fucking experiments to see what donuts I should sell in the park. Well, if you, it's the easiest thing to put weed in because a pot of shoe is butter, hot water, and flour, yeah, yeah. and then eggs. Yep. It's easy. It's so, it's so easy. And it's a, it's a one-pan wonder. You just heat, heat melt, bulk, and drop. So I'd use half pot butter and half regular butter because I'd still want the milk solids in for flavor. Sure. So I'd do heat your water, put your butter in, put your olive oil or your, or your pot butter in. Throw in your, you know, flour, 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 flour. Throw in your eggs, blah, 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 blah. Pipe them out. Or actually, don't pipe them out. Might be, you could just pipe them directly in the fat. Pipe them directly in the fat. I was thinking of pottery, like making, but that's the other thing. With the same thing, you could make eclairs and fill them with whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, with a fucking. Uh, yeah, but you could you could even add if you wanted for the I mean you roll churros and sugar anyway so you don't even need to add any sugar to your right. dough so you just make a straight pot of shoe with weed and then put yeah. it in the fryer yeah and then roll them in the cinnamon sugar that would be a killer that would be I mean weekend you'd make a thousand dollars absolutely absolutely easy no question I mean just because a churros everyone loves them mm-hmm. and and usually like whenever you go to even now when you go to Tijuana it's like I think they even raised the price. It used to be five churros for a dollar, and now it's like five churros for two dollars. So you sell one churro out here for three dollars. Well, no, with weed in it. Yeah, ten dollars. I would wait. I would. So, I would sell three. I would sell three churros for ten dollars, yeah. and it would have probably a total of seventy. I would do twenty-five. What's the length of your churro? What, what the what? little churros, little itty bitty guys. Okay, yeah. Little bitty crispy guys, not those big long ones they do Costco now. Costco churros. No Costco churros. Little itty bitty guys popped in with the sugar on them, and then because. Because then you're controlling. Then you know that each one has like, you know. No, that's fair. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want each one to have more than three, 35 milligrams because it, it trips people out. So if you had if you had like maybe a hundred milligrams for ten bucks, that's so fair. That's such good prices too. That's but like, also if you're selling if you're selling uh, edibles in the park, uh, you kind of want like lower lower strength so you can sell more. Right. You know absolutely. I mean? you, yeah. You want you want to get high. That's you know. Well, and too, too whatever. When pot when pot food first came on the market and uh, they were dealing with it in dispensaries and people were trying to figure out how to do packaging and the whatnot there was a bakery that was making full cakes and they weren't dividing them into square this is when they started like packaging and figuring it out they were there were all of these cases uh, that went into the ER because people freaked the fuck out because they, they bought cake. well they bought a cake for a birthday party and they didn't the cake was for 30 people right. the whole cake had like 3,000 
milligrams. It was like, it had so much in it. And eight people ate this one cake because they yeah. all just divided it like a normal cake. Yeah. And they all went to the hospital because they freaked the fuck out because they've never eaten that much weed before. Right. Well, but it was like, they each ate like a thousand milligrams or something. Yeah, you get high. And so they, they said, no, we can't have this willy-nilly like buying a pot pie that has right, they yeah. started saying even even the the chocolate bars they were saying that they should put a limit on because people go well the chocolate bar has eight servings in it but then they go well when people buy a chocolate bar they're gonna eat the whole fucking chocolate bar yeah that really comes down to the fucking the bullshit they've been selling us on the serving size thing right you know what i mean if i buy a package of a thing that's one serving you fucking asshole right but so when you go buy a hershey's chocolate bar it has eight squares and you know that's one serving but when you go buy a Corova chocolate bar it's eight squares but each square is a serving yeah. so each square is like 10 milligrams which is fine and easy to yeah. take or maybe even 20 but if you ate the whole bar toasted yeah I know toast. a bunch of people go way too high they're like I will never I'll never do that again but it's because they're dumb but that's why that's true I try to make my and I tell people it's the same thing it's a pot etiquette like whenever I put hash on a bowl I say there's hash on it for two reasons one I don't want you to smoke hash without knowing it because you might take too much and freak out and it'd be yeah. like too strong two the bowl's gonna fucking burn forever because there's fucking hash on it don't be a yeah. dick puff puff pass baby yeah like don't don't waste my hash yeah you gotta let people know what they're doing I mean some people just I mean, most people are dumb they're just too fucking dumb to listen you can fucking tell them exactly whatever and they're, like, oh, they're fucking dumb I hate them yeah. I hate you people people but, I hate you but the thing is you wanted to be you wanted to do chefing for a while and that's all service that's a hundred percent service yeah I fucking I hate them people uh, one time uh, this guy this server or the server came back and he's like uh, yeah could you uh I can't even remember what it was. Can you remake this? The guy said he's allergic to salt. I'm like, you can't be fucking allergic to salt. No. That's physically impossible. That man's a fucking liar. Yeah. He's a liar. He, he's a liar. MSG. He can be allergic to MSG. Yeah. Because that's an actual weird component, but you can't be allergic to salt. No, your body needs it. Yeah. Electrolytes are salt. Right. Yeah, that guy was an idiot. No, he's an idiot. Well, I, I think less you of an idiot, he's more of a liar. So here's, this is the other idea I was thinking about doing when it goes legal, but it has to do with the kitchen. It's the whole thing about the kitchen. Lacochina. There's, there's a kitchen you can rent. It's a professional quality kitchen. So I was thinking, though, and it'd be great if I could get into a restaurant and if they... Fresh baked bread that comes to your table, bread service, mm-hmm. but it has weed in it. Yep. So it's like an extra $20 to get the sourdough loaf or the fe- fresh baguette yeah. that has weed in it or the brioche or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So they get regular bread service for free, but if you want the weed bread service, nudge, yeah. nudge, wink, wink... It, you know, comes with a flavored butter and the bread's either fresh or it's made at the bakery and then they buy it and then they sell it because they can upcharge it. We Absolutely. could sell it. We could sell it for $10 we'll a sell loaf. That. Yeah. We could even the pot pasta. I would love to be making pot pasta and have a restaurant buy it in bulk and be making yeah. pot pasta with like a dinner of Honestly, some sort. I don't want to fucking deal with people. I really don't. I, I'm, I only have to because I don't have a way to like wholesale to people. I don't have right. that, that clientele. But um, yeah, I would rather more people make money off this thing. I, I'll make less money for the same amount of work as long as I don't have to deal with fucking people. That makes sense. I don't mind I don't mind dealing with people, but I mean... Well, good for you. My, my ultimate dream would be like, I just hang out in a kitchen all day and I make... I made... I just... I mean, I'll make a batch of 
I mean, it would be great. If I made like four batches of fudge a day, I'd make like a peanut butter fudge and I'd make a caramel walnut fudge and I'd make a chocolate, you know, car- walnut fudge and I'd make like maybe a white fudge with cherries and pistachios uh-huh. and then I'll have wheat in it. And then it'd be like, okay, I'm done making fudge today. Now I'm making the bread dough. And then I'd start making the bread dough for the pizzas that we'd make and it'd be like portioning them out and yeah. it'd be like, oh, okay, now it's time to make pasta. And if every day it was like, I make four batches of fudge, you know, uh, 12 batches of pasta and, uh, you know, 12 loaves of bread, I'd be happy as a pig and shit. I'd be like, this yeah. is the best ever. The life is great. If there were other people like selling it and all I had to do was hang out in a kitchen and make my shit, that would be like yep. the Beautiful. best day ever. Yeah. Ever. I'm good at the, all the things, all the things I do I'm really good at, but like the schmoozy fucking blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Can't, I can't do it. I don't, I'm not good at that. I'm too honest. I'm too honest. And uh, yeah, I don't like them. I don't like those people. Yeah. I just, I just like cooking food. Well, thank you for saying that. I, you don't think I need to go to culinary school. You really don't. I you, almost, you know all the shit. You, like, you know all the fucking mother sauces. You're good. You're fine. That's true. I do. I've, I've been able to make bechamel for a long time. Yeah. It's, I mean, how do you make mac and cheese without a bechamel? Uh, I, the packet, Pam. I know it. Actually, what I do is I'll use those. Uh, the I'll use like a part of the packet because you can just throw cheese on top of it and it emulsifies. Because there's a fucking emulsifier in there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yep, it's great. That's actually a really good shortcut. Hey, fuck them. If em. you don't have milk at home. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. Because I'll and I've been. You can actually make This is another way to do it You can actually make a bechamel with weed milk Because if you really want to get it everywhere Or weed cream You can actually steep your weed in your milk Oh, because it's fat Yeah, yeah It's a fat I didn't even think about that And then throw Hilarious. Then you can So you could actually make a creme brulee with weed by not adding any weed butter at all you could just, you just steep press, your cream French press a fucking bunch of weed and milk exactly uh, and then and then use it and you'd be great and pot creme brulee with fresh egg yolks yeah I need some yeah. chickens I need why don't the Sylvans have chickens what's wrong with you guys Um, we're working on it actually because you know that every, in San Francisco you're legally allowed to have two chickens if you have a backyard it's a legal thing it's, it's absolutely legal is it per person or per household per household I don't know I wish it was per person but you guys are illegal in this Yeah, that's fine. It could be. It's a big, but you know what? You have, because it's that way the house is divided up, there are three residences there. So you should be able to have six chickens. Yeah. We have uh, two. We, uh, Justin Gomes lives in the downstairs now. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah, it's weird. Wow. You basically have the whole house. Chickens! Chickens! That's four chickens at least, baby. Four chickens at least. Yeah, yeah it would be, I mean, the egg, the eggs alone, you guys could like survive off of them. How many how many eggs do chickens produce? One a day. Really? Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. On average, I'll get a chicken. I'll talk a chicken into shitting two eggs a day. So here's yeah here's the thing about chickens. They lay when, when they're in their egg laying lifespan or whatever. Um, they lay an egg a day usually, uh, and but they only lay eggs for like seven years. So that's why old chickens. I mean, get eaten. I, well, I wouldn't want to eat them because I'd be friends with them because I'd been stealing their eggs for years, but. I mean, they kind of have to become pets or food. 
<laughs> I'll kill your chicken. I'll just do it for you. You know. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, you've made eggs for me for so long. Yay! I've been stealing your babies for years. Well, I think but we should not, be friends. That's the thing. I have a problem with vegans who don't eat eggs because as long as you're friends with the chicken and you you know your chicken, they're not being fertilized anyway. You're not. What's the chicken gonna do with it? He's not. The chicken's not gonna eat the egg. The chicken isn't doing anything with the egg. The chicken makes the egg anyway. So vegans that don't eat eggs are dumb because the chicken was not hurt in the process of making the egg. Or if you're yeah. friends with the chicken and you feed your chicken and you're friends with your chicken, you get to take those fucking eggs even if you're a vegan. I think, right? Like, fine. Sure. I mean, I'm feeding him. You know. Well, the enslavery of chickens, like on that big mass scale. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that. You could be a dick to chickens. Right, but don't be a dick. If you're friends with a chicken and they make you an egg, you get to eat that egg, vegan. Thank you, chicken. You're very polite. Thank you, chicken. Thank you for your work. Yeah, a couple of minutes left. Any last words for the people on what they can put weed in? Uh, put weed in your mother's pussy, you dumb piece of shit. <laughs> That's right. You put your weed in there, man. In there. Well, Don't wake her up, though. Just shove it right in. I'll, I'll, how about this? If you're a mom and you're breastfeeding and you get high enough or eat enough pot food, will you lactate weed? Will you lactate THC? I need a doctor. Yes. I need a doctor to call in. If you are eating so much weed food and you are lactating, if you can I make THC? Can I make it? Can I get a bunch of high girls that are in college to eat enough weed to lactate a, for me? Get a goat. Get a goat. Get a goat high. Yeah, just, yeah. Oh my God. If you, because goats have an endocannabinoid system, so if you feed a goat weed and you take their milk. You might not even have to get them high because it's, I mean. They could just eat it like for yeah, food. Yeah, exactly. Like they eat bushes, oh right? I don't know. That's fucking brilliant. You can do it. You have a million ideas to make money. Spiraling into control. Zach Wiseman, everyone, here on the first. You put your weed in there. Put your weed in that goat. Put your weed in that goat and take that goat cheese and make it delicious. Delicious. Uh, thanks so much for being here, Zach. Thanks for having me, Pam. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get high. I'm hosting Brainwash tonight so if anybody was listening to this live and you want to get a set in 6 o'clock signups 6.30 to 9 o'clock open mic it's going to be a lot of fun I got enough treats for all of us everybody have a great day join us next week on you put your weed in there hell yeah you do yeah this for the SFC San Francisco California that sucker free city where I was born you feel me this one here is for the SFC I'm BJG, Bazooka Joe God, I'm TCB We at the top of the bar Or as scomers with monsters eating lobster and shark I'm on the go, always doing shows on the road But guaranteed, I'm coming back home with the dough I'm on my way to Aliotos with some sweet females Slapping too short, freaky tails Tomorrow it's Pac Bell Park and Momos Then the Independent to pass out promos Yo, I've got the hardest beats And me, I cop my AVs down on Market Street And they on that rock like it's Alcatraz I'm the type to smoke humbo out the stash This is for the sucker free, I'm giving love to the bay SFC, the place where I was born and raised Can you say Fresno City?
this bazooka jizzo I keep some boosting ass izzos New whip and cruise can trizzo If I ain't up in the studio Juicing a flizzo I'll be somewhere in Frisco Doing a shizzo I'm in for free at the venue Whenever I flex names and sex dames Only in town for the X Games Christmas trees at the Cannabis Club From hood to hood It's unanimous love I was there down at Candlestick Park From Montana to Clark And I know some San Jose sharks Sucker free Cali living's here in my roots We tell filmmakers when and where they can shoot I'm checking traps down here in stocks and blinds Smell me 